How's it going, guys? I'm Zeke. And I'm Jake. And you're listening to the Cinema Sideshow Podcast, episode 196. Oh, I love it, Zeke. When it, it is 196, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, cool. I love it when it's just <laughs> us two doing yeah. a podcast together, just the two of us. Well, that didn't sound like I you. love it. Whoa! <laughs> this is the biggest Halloween well, spook of all. I know, that was a bad jump scare. You know what the funniest thing is? Whenever we have a guest on the show, Jake always do we, starts with do the we, line. Do we do the same bit? <laughs> no, you do the same bit. I don't do the same bit. <laughs> and Zeke just nods, yeah. Just yeah. Nods. Go along with it. <laughs> Sir, who are you and how did you get in this room? <laughs> Zach, my name is Zach. Zach. Not Zeke, but Zach. Yeah. Oh, um, second Zach. Uh, second Zach on the show. Too. That is true. Ooh. Yeah, we had Ooh. Zachary Cave on the show a few years back now. But you're yeah. just Zach, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, full name, te- full name well, technically look, Zachary, uh, but I go by Zach. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah. very good. Very good. And it's yeah. Ingles, right? Uh Ingles. Ingles. Oh my God. So yeah. we, we okay. did like a really nice. Sorry. Well, we apologize for getting us. No, that's all right. That's all right. Show. Oh, I blame Ingles. Google Translate for that. Yeah, we went really <laughs> fancy with it. Yes. Wait, yeah. you looked up like Spanish pronunciation yeah. or something? <laughs> of Inglés? Yeah. Of Go... Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a good one. So, Zachary Ingles, but goes by Zach, is on the show. Yes, yeah. yeah. Zach or just Zach? Just Zach, I think. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. But you, you, guys are, uh, you guys are nearly at 200. Yeah, we're yes. pretty close now. 196. Yeah. And we so normally kick off our show not with asking uh, word etymologies and, and all that. We actually do movie trivia facts. 200. That's only four ways, Zeke. Yes. Yeah, yes. well, what's what's the 200th, you know, the 200th special? Oh, uh, we'd love to tell you. Movie? Yeah. We're, we're, we we're going to tell you. But we'll tell you on the 199th right now. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll actually, take... actually we, I think we have picked the director. Because we will, have actually it will land on the director's mm. corner. Yeah, yeah. We we have picked the director, but we're not in the two hundredth episode. We're in the hundred ninety sixth episode. Mm, Jake, mm-hmm. yes, yes, Zach, yes. we're going to start with you with your film fact mm. from the film of the week, Halloween oh, yes, Ends. Right. Yes. So I'm excited about this. I don't have anything. Well, okay. So I do have something, but I don't have any. I'm, I don't have anything off the phone or anything. This is from an Instagram post that <laughs> so I saw. Much shade oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, where. I'm not holding um, a phone, but I have I have two 32 inch monitors in front of me. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yes, yes. No, but but, on it, but I don't know whether this will be the one you guys have got. The, the, sure. the fact which I've got for it is the 40 year gap mm. in between Halloween one, two, and three. The first films mm-hmm. are 78. It's 40 years one to one, two to two, three to three. Ooh. Oh, as in it is. Uh, 78, 2018, uh, 81, 2021, 20, 82, 2022. And they've done it with the font as well and the color. Yes. That's what, yeah. like, like this one, I was kind of a little bit shocked, not shocked, but I was like, hmm, interesting. You picked up on the, it? With the light blue, like, right. the, or the titleage at the very mm. beginning in this light blue. Um, and I saw a comparison in Halloween 3, which doesn't even have freaking Michael Myers in it. <laughs> is that, is that blue, is that blue font as gotcha. well? Like What's really bizarre as well about that timing, like the 40 year gaps between each mm. of the respective films is 
that wasn't the initial plan. This isn't my fun fact. Oh, really? This is, this is yeah. an extra, extra fun fact. Dang. Is that I think they were meant to block shoot um, kills and ends. So shoot them back to back or simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, because of COVID, not only did they not do that, but they ended up releasing the two films in different oh, that's years. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a plan I was reading. Well, it was it it worked out the best. It, yeah. Because that go. is that's so deeply satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> like that forty year forty year. I'm like, oh, that like rounds it out with a little. That's the cherry on top for me. I'm yeah. like, I love oh, that. That's quite nice, Zeke. What's yes. Your, what's your fun fact? Well, to sort of add in with this sort of uh, the Halloween universe, and you know, we talking about how Halloween ends should be the end of at least this known universe. Mm. Um, interesting little Easter eggs sort of scattered be out throughout all three films, but particularly prominent in this film uh, during the final confrontation, Michael's faced with the reflected of Laurie's knife. Uh, this mm. is a bit of a visual callback to the posters of Halloween 5, 6, and Halloween Resurrection. That's the closest thing this trilogy, uh, sort of that trilogy gets to this movie, though. Mm. So, it, but it is interesting how that sort of reflection thing, and there's other things like the black convertibles, a feature in Halloween <laughs> 5. So there's... Yeah, the which, man in black, is it? Yes. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's it's sort of interesting that these these Easter eggs pop up over the three Gordon Green films. Mm. Um, definitely a love... These films definitely have a love and appreciation for those original films, yeah. not just the first film, which we've yeah. talked about on the right. show. Dude, I, I was scared that they were going to bring the man in black into it. Right, okay. That, that random... <laughs> it was he. He was, like a, he was a sorcerer who, like, was a part of bringing Michael yeah, to life or something. Wild. And when I saw the black car, I was like, please don't, like, don't. Don't do it. <laughs> like, you've, you've avoided all these other sequels for a reason, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, yeah. You don't need and to. The, the film consistently makes it clear that there are only four films in this canon now. Yes. It makes it, keeps continuously yeah. making it very clear. To the point where it explicitly ties all four of those films together. Yeah, like, we well, even saw yeah. all, all the flashbacks. I mean, it, the film starts with sort of a mm. previously in Halloween sort of mm. <laughs> segment. The only things I know from... Because these are the only four that I've seen. And fun fun fact for you, Zach, is mm. that the, the Halloween 2018 was actually the first Halloween film that I saw. I watched it before yeah. the original 78 film. That's cool, though. Which was... I mean, it still worked. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was great. Because I went in, like, deeply pessimistic about the whole thing. I'm like, ah, yeah. modern horror remakes. Grr! And I was like, this is actually pretty solid. It was, like... <laughs> it, was, it was tense and had, I think, had such such vibe to it the first, like the 2018 Halloween yeah yes we can definitely dive into that into the second yeah. half of the film but yeah. this is an important question Zach yes. obviously you've noticed the poster behind you um, this is the 1100 films to watch in your lifetime unfortunately Ooh. it does stop <laughs> at 2018 now this mm. means that we often ask the question that obviously because it's not on the one oh behind you God. would it be in your 1100 films to watch before you die would particularly would Halloween ends be yes. yes? So how many eleven hundred? Yeah, there's quite a lot to be fair. Eleven hundred, but but, uh, but nevertheless, oh. eleven hundred of the best films of the, all time. This is, yes. These are the films that yeah. when you die, there'll be an eleven hundred list. Oh my god! And <laughs> this will Halloween ends be on that list? And some people they have lives... I seen eleven hundred movies? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sh- I... you probably have. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, okay, so, do you know what? 
It's interesting, isn't it? Because then mm. I think about would Halloween Kills be on there right. purely for the fact that it's <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> purely for Big John and Little John. Um, but <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> Do you know what? I, um, if I had to make the list today then halloween ends i would say it would be on mine yeah, yeah okay yeah. i would Major. say i would put it on there <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i probably wouldn't but that being said i'm trying to think of which halloween films i would actually put on there mm. i guess out of the four that i've seen obviously the original probably would definitely have to go on there as mm. like a legendary john carpenter film um there is a film reference in this film i would put on which is the film we did last week the thing Mm. Yeah, but that <laughs> that's as nice as I'll be on that one. Mm. But uh, yeah. Zeke, what about you? Eleven hundred films? No, just <laughs> <laughs> a flat no. Um, Fair yeah. enough. Happy yeah. to... Look, do, I do, even like in a, a list that isn't of my opinion. I don't think it gotcha, gotcha. would make it. But I think if it was, I always I like to think with movies of uh, I have a weird thought about them, which is like if you had to decide on the like the films like the last films that you watch mm. before you die you know what i yep. mean it's like last meal situation yeah and if i had 1100 lined up i think i'd watch halloween ends again you know yeah, oh, I, yeah. um but that's uh, a good way to think of it actually yeah, yeah. well that's how i on on the <laughs> the podcast that i've got on the 3jq which yes which you're on an episode on i am well, i am which is very very good um but the one question which we got was top five movies. You would have loved that uh, question. No, I would have struggled. Yeah, I yeah. To pick five. Well, it yeah. was. It was. So that was the way we start, kind of thought of it. Was well, if it was the end of your life and you had five more to watch, gotcha. what would you watch? Then again, um, Letterbox. Yeah. I've got. I got the four pinned. So that's already eighty percent of my mm. list. I guess if I had to like, if on the spot, think I of what five. Your four are. Uh, it's oh. her. Is one of them? Um, well, this is, is one a good of them, friendship. Is test. one of them Parasite? No. no. I thought maybe it could be because it's, it's very her filmy. Portrait you know? of right. Lady on right. Fire. Yes. Oh, nice. And mm, that'd be. So you got her in Portrait. Yeah. There's got to be an old classic one, right? Shawshank. Prob. No. No. Okay. Um, no, I actually don't know the other two. Mm. Back they- to the Future's one. Okay. And then Halloween Kills. And, and Halloween Kills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check. Oh, you know what it is? It's Once. Oh, it's I should once. have known Once. Yeah. That'd be one of mine, too. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's a good That's a good list right that's there. That's a really nice list, too. Yeah. That's a good mix. Um, oh. Yeah, look, that's... that's Yeah, I'd probably say no. Um, yeah. Yeah, and sorry, Jake, I've completely forgot about your fact. We got caught oh, up yeah. in everything else, but yes. The- oh, I, I gave the extra fun fact. Well, the, the one I was going to say was in regards to the thing, which, of course, appears at the mm. start of this film, which is kind of... It's obviously a double reference, because not only is it referencing John Carpenter, but it's referencing the 78 film, which had its own version of the thing playing on TV in that film. The thing from another planet, mm. specifically. John Carpenter... Who did the original thing? Like the, the well, the one from the fifties. There was fifties. I don't know right? who did the fifties like, one. Wait, is it fifth? There's a fifties, seventies, and an eighties one. There's is there a fifties? <laughs> oh, is, is there a seventies one? The yeah, thing. All right, so I look up because it's yeah. called the thing from another planet. 
What did I see? Cre- I saw Creature from the Black Lagoon playing on a TV. All these horror movies, be, they're all watching Black and White Frankenstein, you know, they're all yeah, watching oh, yeah. the Black and White classics and all these different horror films. I think in It Follows, they're watching like uh, something like that as well. And, right. Gotcha. But I was watching Hubie Halloween, man. And in Hubie Halloween, <laughs> Hubie Halloween, they're watching Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think, or Swamp wow. Thing or one of them. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that might bridge us into uh, <laughs> what we've watched in the last week. So, Zach, do you have anything you've watched in the last week or anything yeah. you'd like to talk about? It doesn't have to be the last week. No, forget. Right. Well, just the recent time. Just like yeah, recent, what's on your mind? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that you'd want to talk about. I've been wanting to. Oh, dude, you know what I watched? I watched, and I loved, and I've been meaning to watch it for like five years, and I've actually been like, I swear, I've watched the first like five minutes of it many, right. many times, and then gone. Um, I can't commit to this. Uh, you know, I it's one that I really wanted to watch, and mm-hmm. when I really want to watch something, I feel like I need uh, I need it to be the perfect moment for Ooh. it. For yeah, some I do reason. actually get that. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty bad with that, so I put stuff off a lot. But um, I finally was like, it might have even mean I was having a bad night, or there was something that was annoying me, or something. Yeah. And I went, you know what? I'm just gonna watch this on my phone as I. And then I was like, oh, oh I was so engrossed, and it was uh, Nightcrawler. Oh, and it is stunning. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, we've never done Nightcrawler. No, we did the film preceding Nightcrawler. We did Velvet Buzzsaw, Velvet Buzzsaw, but we very early same director. Nightcrawler. That's that's just one that at least once a year, like Mm. unplanned, just ends up. I just end up watching it because it's it's so engrossing. And it's have you seen? I think it's called Shot in the Dark. It's a Netflix miniseries that's like the real life Nightcrawler. Oh no! And it's awesome. I'm gonna write it down. It's so good. Um, good. I know some people thought it dragged eight nine episode miniseries, but um, it it really is like that. Sometimes these people going out to these crash sites and. Mm. I remember the ep- ending of the first episode is fantastic because it's just the dude filming someone whose car is broken down on a, on a empty, oh not God. an empty, but like a completely pitch black freeway. And just like, it's just the footage for like a good minute straight. Yeah. You have no idea when it's going to hit. Oh and it's just so intense. It's so great. But um, Nightcrawler totally nails that whole yeah. sort of competitive side mm. of the business. And I, I, I just like, I also, I do really love that really engrossing, like, beautiful nighttime stuff that does like it i'd say like uncut gems is kind of parallel mm. to that film oh, a yeah. little bit you I know, know. Like, I could, I could that. and um and i loved uncut gems <laughs> but yeah. my dad didn't distance when you said yeah that. <laughs> my dad didn't my dad went my dad went that was so it's too stressful oh 100 <laughs> percent right i uh, that was the film uncut gems i watched that in the and I always brag about it every time, yeah. I think. But it's the film that I got to watch in the oh, Museum right. of Moving Pictures oh, wow. in New York. That's um, so cool. You go to a store, which is like East. I will say East New York. I'm going to get someone who gets really annoyed by that. But it's like you catch a train <laughs> and it's this. Like, obviously it's like all of Moving Pictures, like greatest mm. like memorabilia and cameras and everything. And they got a cinema there and Uncut Gems was paying for $5.00. And it was like one of those things that you're just like, I have to go watch a movie That's in this awesome. museum. And it just so happened to be like uncut gems. Mm. And I was like anxious the yeah. whole time. Mm, yeah. I've never had so many knots in my stomach. I, I, yeah, I think my dad, he, he clicks on some Netflix films and he 
is expecting a good time, he'd just watch a solo film by himself. And uh, if he wanted some... a good time, he needed to watch the other Safdie's <laughs> film, Good Time. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but he he watched the birthday cake recently, which have I heard of this? The birthday cake, pretty cool. It's like a mafia kind of thing oh. and it follows the journey of this birthday cake and it has a lot of the classic mafia actors in them like sopranos oh, wow. actors and okay. stuff and but um he uh with he accidentally watched um i think thinking that it was a drama mm. he watched hereditary thinking it was like a tony <laughs> collette kind of drama it's grounded yeah and um messed that's the scariest thing i've ever seen like for me i find yeah, that wow. movie really scary terrifying yeah it's another one that's we haven't done on the podcast no oh i've never watched it's... it either oh, i've had it sitting on my shelf for like three years it's scary I, <laughs> I watched it at 3 a.m i was oh alone, dear. And i was oh, like geez, i'm gonna no. watch hereditarian i think i saw midsummer first and yes. then worked backwards i think that's how i did it i saw that i saw that second and there's weird maybe it was because i don't know there's something there's something about about midsummer that i i um found i think i i disconnected from it and switched off at one stage right but people do love it and, and i'm really invested in that but there was a moment for me where i was like i started to find it funny and then when it right you know okay. when you start to find a movie like funny yeah you, you might have switched off too much and then you're like everything's like ah <laughs> you know i don't know yeah this is- i I've, i'm actually noticing that more lately as more people especially people who've watched it more recently like mm. friend of the show jared he yep. only just watched it a couple weeks ago hates midsummer yeah i i hate it hates the editing i, hates, I am yeah. being i am i'm being generous i really didn't like it yeah, like, yeah. no no please but, tell us your and yeah. it's and it's, <laughs> and it's really it is interesting you this, be this conception of, mm. and you start to find particularly the conversation about horror yeah and when horror walks a very fine line between being engaging and thrilling and scary and funny um, a bit like, and I think that's silly. It's, yeah, a bit, <laughs> a bit very silly. Yeah. Um, where you're just sort of like, oh, this is just kind of dumb fun gore and horror, and oh, wait, it's a yeah. moment where there's no diegetic <laughs> music and it's purely quiet. I can't wait for that jump scare. When that yes. predictability, when you start thinking one step ahead of the horror film, it's not a successful horror film. Like mm, I think, and okay. what I I actually really like Midsummer. And I think Midsummer's mm. really good at keeping... And I think it... What I like about Midsummer that makes it a successful horror film is it doesn't play to horror film strengths. It's in pitch daylight. Mm. Right. It's like... Because it's obviously because of the location, there's never a night time, and the night time's only a very dim night, a yeah, very I, light, I bright night. director's cut has more nighttime scenes, and it's far worse for it. Yeah. The director's cut is drastic did you watch the director's cut or did you watch the theatrical uh, i think i watched the theatrical okay. i think but um because that was almost like night and day for me yeah literally it was uh, literally like how much it <laughs> how much um, it not that i disliked the director's cut but it was like drastically like oh okay now yeah. i'm feeling it. i'm really feeling it. yeah but, the um mm. there was a, a, a amazing like i think i mean two of my favorite films of the year. i've been i've been stoked with films this year as in like mm. Because there's, and but it's 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 odd, you know. There's like there there are franchises that I love that have had moments this year, yeah. And I've been so excited by them, and it's like, and and I've been so like, oh, it's still alive, you right. know what I mean? Like, and it's <laughs> and it's still good, and and they've been um, my f- probably like my favorite 
cinema stuff that I've like gone to and seen this year has been mm. uh, Scream Five or oh, Scream Twenty Twenty Two, which yeah, yeah. is I'm just a big Scream head. But um, kind of I can't believe that was this year. Yeah, long year. Yeah, yeah, the very beginning, and then Jackass for. <laughs> oh, Jack, that's so good. That, that was probably my favorite theater <laughs> experience this so year. Funny, because the whole theater was just oh dying God. laughing. It's so, it's so silly. It's but it's also it's it's so warm and silly. You know, yeah. it's not and yeah. But then um, and then you know the Halloween, Halloween as well. I really, <laughs> Halloween, yeah. Halloween also, ends. Have you uh, caught anything in the last week, Jake? Mm. The only films I've seen this last week was the rewatch slash first watch of the whole trilogy. Yeah, cool. Mm. So I feel it's it would be hard for me to talk about in isolation with the film of the week. I think it would be. Well, we big... can break it all down in the second half of the show. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I've obviously also caught the second film in the last week because I hadn't watched yep. the second Kills, prior yep. to mm. watching. It. Oh, I watched yeah, both yeah, yeah, within yeah. That's cool. like a half a day. So yeah, what, yeah. Well, that was, I mean, that was basically our trajectory. We saw 2018 in cinemas, and then yeah. neither of us saw Kills until this past weekend. It's yeah, and it's, then obviously and then ends. watch ends together. So yeah. the only yeah. film I've watched in the last week, excluding uh, obviously the sure. film of the week and the relevant films, mm. uh, I did watch A Guide to Dating at the End of the World, which was an Australian oh, film. I saw that on your letterbox. Yeah, look, it was a comedy. It was a low budget sort of Australian comedy um, from tw- apparently 2022, but okay. man, it felt it felt sort of way earlier than yeah. that. It felt like a film from like 2012, like just Whoa. by the. The quality of the camera was like that weird sort of like. Was it all kind of grey or was a it little like grainy and so? I'm never going to critique this stuff, but it did feel. Don't weirdly, talk to me about grain. It felt <laughs> I edit VR videos. Like, like, don't talk to me about grain. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it just felt a little bit like, but but it was. Look, it was entertaining mm. enough. It was like I said, it was very low budget. It was about um, one day. It was really interesting. It was very scientific heavy, and I say that because the whole premise is is this woman that can't. She's like in her late thirties, and she can't seem to find a match. And she enters um, an alternative, basically an alternative <laughs> universe where no one exists except her and this guy that she got set up with and had a really bad experience with. But it's because they were both like relieving themselves at the moment of of oh. this hadron collider because it's set in twenty twelve, which maybe that's the 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 point. Of the cinematography. Uh, the cinematography having right. that weird 2012 oh. sort of packed... It almost looked like packed to the rafters sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, it, look, some of the comedy... Most of the comedy fell flat. It was a cute enough story. It yeah. It was very low budget. It was very... Into, like, it was fine. It was an easy 70-minute like, Yeah. I bet there would be... I, I imagine, surely, like, there'd be someone who loved it, I guess. Yeah. I think these there films is, are pretty hard. You know? <laughs> there are three five-star reviews on the inbox of this film, so you're right. There are people out... Five, um, or is it Hearts? Very does that, classic. Does that mean top four? No, it yeah. doesn't. And it's I'm a very confused. classic, um, like that sort of early mid two thousands comedy. Like they put the bloopers <laughs> at the end, and it was like yes, yeah, enough. Yeah. Like very simple, sort of three four. Um, yeah, in the car, the main cast, like gives me like I don't know, I don't know. It makes me think of like if you want a, a, yeah. an afternoon of switching yeah. off, it's the it's yeah. the way to go. Um. And the only other film I watched this week was, uh, it was a film called The Light. Oh, oh my god, dude! Um, it was by a guy called uh, Just Zach. Zach. Oh my <laughs> god! Directed by Just Zach. Just Zach Ingalls. 
Because um, it was also on was Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah. Dang, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, look, very very indie film. It's but but I I I do love. I adore what we did with the film. Like, you know, he, he just I, went I straight into promotional mode. He was just like, yeah, I was well, just, you just know, went into PR. I mode. mean, it's the lifefilm.com, <laughs> but you know, yeah. <laughs> Well, this is really funny because my experience with this film is I obviously didn't go to... Mm. I've watched it on the streaming platform, um, which is always kind of cool to see something that's set in Kalgoorlie that's mm-hmm. like very local. And we're talking yeah. very uh, indie budget sort of film. And then to see that, that's really cool. Mm. Um, especially when we're on a horror episode and obviously it's a yeah. horror film. Yeah. There's a and there's, there's quite a bit to unpack. I remember watching mm. the trailer for this film... Ages. Oh, really? Yeah. It was oh, cool. a long process. I probably I mean. shared it on my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. And I remember being <laughs> looking at it and going, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. What that film's going to be. So I watched it. Um, and it, look, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's always great having the person mm. that directed the, the show. I didn't realize you were from Kalgoorlie or you were based yep. around Kalgoorlie. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up there like... Uh, and then left in year 12. So I think there was like so, so much of that film was trying to like collect all the, or just all the different messages and feelings that I had in that place. And I think it was this thing where it was like this, um, it was the, the project that I felt like demanded for me to be made and to come out, you know, like yeah. the, it was, it was the, the thing that. I think had bubbled up inside me for so long and I was like, if I don't deal with this and, mm. and create this world and let this world go out there, then I was like, I uh, I would feel like I've missed something or failed something or, you know, in, yeah. some, in some way missed something. And, mm. and I think it was also a film where it really, like as a super low budget feature, like in the creation of it, we really like, use that time between uni and people settling into full-time work yeah so it was shot over that summer was it uh pretty pretty much yeah well oh i i graduated in i think 2015 and then we shot it in 2017 i think but it was Mm. it was just around those like yeah sort of the the few years where i i wanted a really like young cast and crew where we'd be like okay we're all gonna give this a go together yeah, and all yeah. gonna like put our faith in this and yeah it's a heck of an achievement at 20 though to have yeah. a full, full feature film i mean it's um there's now like it, it it was pretty pretty bold but i think it was also <laughs> like um it it was the 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 like it was so so much came from like that being the story that I felt I needed to mm-hmm. to tell, like I think, and the story that I needed to tell could have been something that took the form of like a of a short film, but it it just was a feature. And then it it's like when you develop something far enough along, I think suddenly you become like um, you you feel as though you have to honor the people stories in it otherwise right. they will die <laughs> you know like the characters that you've been writing yeah. i felt i felt like it like got to a stage where i was like dang if i if i like i i, I need to do this for these people in order yeah. to have these mm. moments exist you know um was it the same feeling for like the cast and crew as well i well it's it, i think for some of them like it's 
Yeah, I, I was pretty keen on making sure that whoever was on the film was super sold on on the, the idea. The idea. Yeah. yeah, and super mm. sold on, like, this is what we're doing, this is us collectively. And I think even when, like, advertising for cast and crew and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I was just really keen on being like this is a thing like can you see it too like yeah, so yeah, that yeah. so that within your role you can feel your freedom to work and your freedom to like put put energy into this and and um and be like enthused about it and see where your imprint can be left on something you right know? Mm. to have a, um, it's almost like a part ownership in in the idea well, yeah yeah i think it's like not the, just a gig the, yeah. i mean the production company i think was is me as a sole trader right <laughs> i mean that's, I mean, that's <laughs> a lot of us out there sorting out and then sorting out <laughs> payment for everyone else and, yeah yeah and um yeah and paying them a very low percentage then being like okay oh, we gosh, can yeah. once if this film makes any money, it will all split amongst you guys. Oh, like, cool. and then I'll get paid at some stage, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. especially a couple of years <laughs> removed from it. I kind of it's... threw that at you. At... <laughs> no, that's all right. I mean, what a surprise, uh, but yeah. no, that's cool. It's, it's yeah. It, and it is, it's, it's got some really, I've said to Jake mm. off the show. It's, it's got some really, visually pleasing aesthetics it's always really interesting like it's a very yeah. um a pretty film it's well shot. yeah thank you i was um, i was pleased with like those the little moments and stuff mm-hmm. like the driving around at sunset and the christmas lighthouse and and the party scene and all this stuff where i was like let's make it look very alive and let's bring yeah. in bring in color and yeah and, and obviously you have a massive affinity for horror films mm. um, yes yeah, which sort of comes over with with that film and, yeah. and like you've just talked about other other projects which we can sort of bridge into our yeah. career section. Yeah, this is a perfect bridge into career section because nice. you, you're cool. working on current <laughs> projects. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like we we always get better. You know what I mean? Like oh, all course, of us, like yeah. it's always this process of like evolving. And I feel like through that film, I feel like I've taken a massive step as far as being like whilst i love the film for for what it is and the Mm. story that it tells i think now i'm i'm i want to be sharper i want to be more effective i want to be like more punchy more succinct with the storytelling i think i think that's Um, very and that's a very fair thing mm. i mean you always look back at your first projects and go Oh, yeah, <laughs> some of my writing was very on the nose there. Yes, and yeah, a bit contrived, or it was a bit. All right, like I, I'll sometimes sit back and the first film we did together, the first major film I did was was mm. Faces, and I'll listen to some of the dialogue and I'll just wince a little bit. Yes. Like, oh, I've I've written so much better stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, well, a couple it's... of years removed. But you need you you almost needed that to get there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I, I, I think it's really yeah. interesting. You tackled subject matter that you were at least, you had that awareness to mm. be like, oh, I'm talking about sort of this, this you know, my main character is sort of this this passive, sort of yep. just finished high school, doesn't really know what he's doing. He's yeah. Bit, he he kind of lacks any agency in yeah. his life. <laughs> yeah, and I and really wanted of... to like, uh, uh, well, it was similar to the experience that like, I had mm. going out of 
high school, which is like I I wanted yeah to like rip the band off him and be like the world is the world can be really nasty. It can yeah. it can really hurt like and and um it's weird that that story did like parallel how hard it, harsh it was for me that experience going yeah. into into adulthood and into independence like i moved to perth was it the culture shock thing too yeah Moving huge from, from huge from small very small town mm. where everyone knows everyone to yep. being pushed into a community you know, obviously into a yeah. city community where you do get lost into the shuffle yeah and, and i think as well it was it was i had a girlfriend at the time and i think it was she was the only friend I had for, you know, like right, I had yeah. friends that I made in class and stuff, but I was like, I got here and I was like, I have one friend now right. <laughs> and it's my fucking girlfriend. Yeah, so it put yeah. a lot of pressure on to that relationship, I think. And then, yeah, there was a lot of anxiety just week by week. I think, I think being thrown back into an environment, cause for me in year 10, I was at boarding school for like three terms and it was pretty traumatic, like sent into Perth yeah. for three terms to be just in this all male environment, and I was like, "Oh, this is harmful for me." <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so it, to be suddenly kind of thrust into being alone again, and not, uh, not, uh, yeah, and you don't mm. know how to really adult at first, you know, to use it as a verb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. It's, it's very fair. So, yeah, and you're working on new stuff mm. now. Yeah, which is cool. We're filming Hell Night. And Hell Knight's nearly on its way. Yeah. So can we get a, a teaser of the premise? Yes, yeah. It's um it's this short film where uh Ace reporting here. Yes, yeah, I was gonna say good. Cinema Sideshow <laughs> exclusive. Amazing. <laughs> um but it's it's this teenage girl who's home alone and someone is throughout the film like gaslighting her sort of by moving small things around her house. Um, so she will turn the stove off and then the stove will be back on again or, uh, and the power goes out and this, like, uh, the washing line collapses down to the floor. Um, and it's just like this slow built up process of her thinking that she's crazy and Mm. then realizing that she's not in a pretty horrible and violent way. Yeah. Um, so is yeah. it a person doing it to her, or does she think it's a spectre? Uh, or? I I think she just thinks that she's. I think she thinks like she's stressed or something. You yeah, know, I think right. she thinks she thinks that I'm I'm such an idiot. Like that I I I thought my keys were here. I searched for them. They weren't there, and then right. they're back right. there again. Yeah. Cool. I love the use um, of gas or your use yeah, of the yeah. gaslight. That's because of the non-verbal gaslight. Because I worked on a yes, short, yeah. like a one-day, very student. Half the kids didn't know how to use a camera. Yeah. Short yeah. film. Um, that was about gaslighting, but mm. it was a very straightforward, you know, guy telling a girl that you know the thing that isn't quite right yes, is quite yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and I like the non-verbal aspect of, yeah. of what it sounds like you're doing. I, I think I wanted to make yeah something that was like kind of in contrast with the light, which mm. um has a, like a lot of cool visual scenes, but then a lot of uh, verbal like storytelling. Yeah, and I wanted to be like, I I think I had in my mind I was like do a horror 
masterclass or just do horror right. really well yeah you know what i mean not a masterclass and i'm not a master but that was the vision i had for like what i wanted to aspire to i wanted yep. to be like in terms of visual storytelling um, verbal uh, or yeah in terms of visually and, and everything just be like i want to sh- i want to be so effective and so tense mm. and have and and have people so engaged and hooked onto what's going to happen here and what's yeah. going to happen to this person and it's it's the film that we're making at the moment. Like I, I'm I'm stoked with it, and it's it's fairly like um, uh, you. I think there's a there's a big stretches without any dialogue. Her mm. around the house alone. Yeah. And I think I I like in a film when you start to f- you start to feel this creepy feeling that you're watching just like the killer would be i don't know you right. know like absolutely. it's i mean that is the, you know when we're talking about the ethos of of successful suspenseful mm. horror that's 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 one of the the key tools which i think you know if we're, we're comparing to the films of the week it's like that's something that the first of these gordon green films had that yeah. the other two did not yes yes, yes that's right that's right yeah, yeah as absolutely. effectively um and yeah i I fully agree and it doesn't even necessarily have to be like explicitly a horror film i mean yeah something like memories of murder for example the last shot is totally a wink to the audience Mm. of like you know the killer's out there yeah kind of idea um and uh, that is elements of horror so it's mostly a thriller crime sort of yes film yeah and we you know, yeah, yeah. or even things like what Prisoners does with um with what Vela mm. does with some of mm. those sequences where it's not explicitly a horror, but the creepiness aspect is yeah. there. Yeah, and then um yeah, and 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 I think it, it like I was pleased as well to think I really took on board. Uh, we we've got a different cinematographer for this, but I, I really took on board the cinematographer from the light, who I, I really loved what he did. Like, mm. and and he said now he said, oh, I would I would light it totally differently now, Zach. Sure. Like, but, <laughs> but um, his like I, I took on board from him. I think the like almost backlight as a motto, like right. to really backlight everything and go super shad- like shadowy. But I I feel like I'm stoked with the look of it, and it, it is a film where it's super shadowy, and and I think it's. One where, you know, the the there will be the guy super hard to see in the back of some shots, mm. you know. Yeah. And I think it's going to be cool. <laughs> nice. I think if Hereditary is a couple of yeah, couple of oh, like that, oh, there, you, there you go. That's so. It's so distressing, <laughs> Hereditary. Yeah. With those moments, it's so distressing. I think oh if you God. can get distressed in your own horror, then you're really... Yeah. You're really... <laughs> you fall fall for the trappings the you yourself have set That'd up. That would be good, yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess before we move into the mm. film of the week, there's one other thing you've been working... You mentioned it earlier, or you teased it. That little old me start on. Oh, yeah. Three Juicy Questions podcast. Three Juicy Questions. Is that something you've been doing pod. since um, the start of this year? I think so. I think I've been probably recording it even sometime in 2021, but it took me a long right. time to get it out. Because I think, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, I, I think sometimes I struggle with multiple creative stuff. Like sure. I feel like I can only do one. And it was a nice like growing thing where I was like, oh yeah, you, I'm going to release this as I do this at the same time. Right. Like, um, but it's it's like a podcast where we ask super vulnerable, juicy questions. Mm. From a list 
of like 300 juicy questions randomly selected and um yeah we just kind of challenge like or i challenge the the guest i think to have uh conversations that are like you know not deep. not the normal conversation <laughs> yeah kind of no deep. i think that's i think that's a really interesting premise i think um the only way we really ever touch on that stuff is, is sort of in career sections where we sit down with like mm. a creative and we sort mm. of ask them to sort of rationalize yeah. decisions. And, you know, it's interesting, even you coming on the show and talking about with the light, talking about your personal experiences and, and how that influences the final product. It allows people that watch your film, mm. who listen to the show, to then take that information and push it into what they're watching. Yeah, yeah. Because it can be really... For someone of of your age at the time to go and make a feature length film, mm. and then to have it so explicitly tied to the person that creating it, that that's really interesting as a concept. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it, it from a show point of view, it's, it definitely challenges. Jake, what were your juicy questions, or do we have to listen to the episode? I mean, you got to listen to the episode, <laughs> absolutely for sure. Do you remember but one of them was? I'm trying. I to... I definitely remember one of them was about like our deepest fear. Oh yeah. Which I mean, initially yeah. my answer was obese. Yeah. But of course it slowly turned into a question about mortality and all of those. I, yeah, I think it was <laughs> which like is what's so cool I about think the it show. was like Jake said bees and then I was like the human mind. <laughs> Equal. And Jake scary, was like, boy, Yeah, but boy. what about bees? <laughs> <laughs> then bees are coming after you. I had, that, I had that this morning where I was I was carrying... Don't ask why. I had seven Oculus Go headset boxes wow. that I was carrying in one go to my car. So I, my vision was completely blocked. And when I put them back and turned around to, to lock the door, I noticed a dead bee on the floor. And I was like, did I just kill it then? Oh, my God. Has it been dead for weeks? Are, are there friends going to come after me? Oh. That was all this morning. So, yeah, the title yeah. back to the greatest fears yeah. of all time. But That's no, I believe it was episode seven... It's currently on Spotify mm. and all good places. Yep. Here we go. And, and we got some some juicy questions there, you know. Well, that's what you want. There was, yeah, there, there was... There <laughs> was the juice. One recently where I had to ask... Um, and, and people... I always say people can, like, dance around or skip questions mm. and stuff. Of but course, I, I yeah. had to ask um, my friend, Helen, who worked on The Light. She's the mum in The Light. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So she's an, I really, I, she's amazing and a, a fantastic actor. And we, um, but the question I had to ask her was, um, what are your thoughts on pornography? And I was like, oh, as I was asking, I was, I was just like asking and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, in what world am I asking this, you know, 40 year old woman, what her thoughts on pornography are? I was like, did you get a good answer? She was so prefer- so good she nailed oh, her answer excellent and it was like so thoughtful and so good and she was talking about like she went into so much detail like yeah helen she killed it oh that's excellent yeah it's very good speaking of the light cast i want to give a shout out to charlie and kane who i've who i've met prior to uh mm-hmm. to the light and that's it was right. it was funny because that dates back to the first time i guess i had ever heard your name was in 2016, just randomly picking, like, a ra- I don't know if it was Kickstarter or what website yeah. it was, just a random film. Just, I was like, ah, oh, just send it a hundred bucks. Oh ended my up, God, Ended up yeah. being that film. That's unreal. And you fast forward a couple years later when I'm doing, <laughs> have a coffee with Jake at so Murdoch. Nice. When I'm meeting random people and I just happen to meet Kane and then we're yeah. like, through general conversation, like, oh, that's, that's cool. Amazing. Yeah, the have light. a coffee with Jake. Yeah, that's classic. What a, what a classic. 
Very good. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it, it, and it was. It's an interesting... It's Overall, it's a really interesting film. It's it, uh, it Was it all shot completely in Kalgoorlie? It was... We did all the interiors in Perth... Oh, and then okay. all the exterior stuff in Kalgoorlie. Nice. Yeah. So so yeah, we um we drove down in a big bus, and it, this was it was it was ramshackle. Like it was yeah. like um you know who uh who has their bus license here? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like two of them did, which was fantastic. But I um, take shifts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so drove a bus down, and then we were there for. I think, like, five days or something shooting. But, really? Just but five days? It was, yeah, just to get all the... Exter- it was, Our shoot was, like, pretty unreal, and it's not a way that I think I would shoot today necessarily. Sure. As in, it was, like, I scheduled way, way ahead of time, hmm. and we took, like, 28 days of everyone's life in a row. Right, and okay. in a row, like twelve hour, you know, it was like, I was, which is, I, you know, stand up for some stuff, but I was yeah. like, I was like, man, this is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 I still could have a lot of energy and still could bring a lot of energy to it, but um, but there's a video of me just like sitting alone and just kind of zoning out, no, no expression on my face, uh... and people have told me afterwards they were like, yeah, you were really sick. They were like, there oh. was one stage where I got quite sick or like I had a mm. cold for a little bit. And I was like, I don't remember because it was a daze. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, best, best I've done is a five day stint. I was exhausted by the <laughs> end of five, five it days. It is. Stint. Yeah. Well, like, friend of um, the show, um, Blake Thompson, you just worked. It was actually his first feature and it was very much that 30 day yeah, back, yeah. To back to back to back to back to back. No, pretty no pause. And, yeah. and a guy like him, he thrives on that. Yeah. He, he talk, that was one of the greatest experiences of his life. Yeah. He talks about. Um, he wasn't directing it That's necessarily, fair. so that might yeah, <laughs> that might I mean, have an effect on the it was, on the it was, energy. It was almost always a good day because we were getting a lot done, right? And then it's like, yeah. oh, progress on this thing, you know, feels really good. But yeah, of course. Towards the end, like we scheduled the the last scene of the film in that red room towards the very end because um, I knew it would kill everyone. You know what I mean? Like I knew it would be so draining, and yep. because we blacked out all the the windows and um. And just shooting in like a red lit room in in the middle of summer, and it was like um, you'd l- you'd leave and go outside and just be so like, oh my god, what time of day is it? Yeah. Like, where am I? <laughs> like, oh. And so after the film was done, I had the most amazing three days where I sat on one sat on one spot on a couch and didn't really leave. You know, yeah, yeah. I just sat with like a laptop. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch some Netflix or something. You know, like. <laughs> Just, oh. uh, and now we've come full circle you're doing your short and it's a much more sporadic mm. spread out shoot yes schedule. and that has been a lot of fun mm. it's it's um it has been fun it's been stressful but also like i think as um a director like i, I was so thrilled that uh, like I, i'm a like quite an emotional and passionate person i think on this production i wanted to be more calm more cool mm. and more collected yeah um as a director because i thought i'd get get more from that and um it was so rewarding that like one of the actors john we were filming one night and he was just saying like oh zach like i can't believe you that 
like I was telling a story about how I got angry once in the past. And he was like, whoa, I, I don't, you're always so calm. And I was like, oh my God, like, thank you. Because, because that was, you've worked towards yeah, that. Yeah. That was my goal because I do suffer from like internal impatience mm. and I'm, and I'm like, I want to maintain good relationships with yeah. people yeah. in the work, you know, ultimately. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to try really hard to get a hold of this thing because i think it's all the you know it can be sometimes the setting up of lights and the small little tiny movements oh no Mm -hmm. like this isn't working and it's like okay like that's not working and this 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 it can be so finicky sometimes yeah Yeah. and i just i would get impatient i get sometimes get quite impatient because my favorite part is when we call action and we're in the mm. movie absolutely you know? it's the there's best a, right? a lot yeah of and, and, and it's like and and something goes wrong and then that's 20 minutes and you're <laughs> yeah. like oh well, yeah. here we go yeah but but you're definitely like uh that's like that's the part that i'm in there for and yeah. it's like we get up to there and i'm like oh, it's all set up yeah this is it <laughs> like, yeah. yeah there is a there are there are some really good moments that yeah. i'll remember yeah and be like looking through a monitor and seeing it like play out on a monitor mm, or yeah that's and then like looking right? at a monitor and then looking up at the scene looking down at the monitor oh. and, and watching it play out and there'll be moments where you're like when you get actual goosebumps because yep. like they're hitting the notes you want them to hit oh. and as a director or even as a, as a cinematographer like i remember the the scene, the the film that I DOP'd, and that made me really mm. go, oh, maybe I should just start switching gears more to being a visual person yeah. rather than a director, because it was just as stressful. But it was a it was a stress that I felt like I felt more like a tradesman working, whereas mm. when you're a director, you're 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 almost trying to con- not control departments, but yeah. trying to get everyone to kind of get on what you're trying to convey it's as a, bit a, of as like a vision. juggling and like yeah, and you and it's like things like you can get frustrated because mm. a light's not working or like you're yeah. like oh I'll just do it myself because it's just a bit, you need to like learn to like step back and let yeah. everyone trust everyone can do their roles yeah. But then it's like, yeah, when you nail a shot and you're like really happy with it and you can watch it um, back and be like, wow, yeah, I did it's that. It's pretty unbelievable, right? Because like all cool. these films that we love, you know, it's like you're there um, and it's like to engage in that creation yourself mm. is like, whoa, that's like special when you get something really cool and you're like, whoa, this yeah. is like that creation is like, I don't know. That's like, I mean, you know, on a massive level, it's like. That's the way that the universe works, creating all these new little things, and mm. you know, and it's like mm. to to be doing that, and be involved and in making that process. Things. Like I think it's uh, I think like Bruce Springsteen, who who I adore, and I'll be sad when he dies in fifteen years or something. You know, yeah. you know. You mean in, in five hundred years from now? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to think about. It. <laughs> but um, uh, he talks about the idea that like with with some art stuff, it's like uh, it's not. One plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals three because you mm. you have this like, wh- or, or like you have what you bring to it, and then someone brings something to it, and yep. then it makes something new as well as mm. you know. I don't know. It's interesting. He talks about that with an audience though. He's like, you got an audience, you got the art itself, and when they come together, something new is born as well. Mm. So what's the term? Feminology? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, the idea that there, there's a there's that's a cool. there's this variable that's that's fixed. Or I guess it wouldn't be a variable, but like this fixed thing, which is the film, yeah. mm-hmm. and then the audience, which is you know the biggest variable of all, because everyone's bringing their own experiences to it. Mm. And I mean, I mean that one plus one equals three. I mean, my immediate thinking is 
mummy and daddy create a baby in a family <laughs> of three. But that you're right. That is the extent because it's like the audience and the filmmaker or the, or the I don't want to call it the product, mm. but the film mm. come together to create what ends up being a one-star the letterbox vibe. review from some jerk who doesn't like your <laughs> yeah, film. <I> um, <laughs> but it's, yeah. And of course there'll be some people who say, you, you idiot. Yeah. Well, what's Monocles 2? <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't, mess, right. with, you can't right mess with too. the boss. Yeah. The boss is... They're the boss. not creative, yeah. those yeah. people. That's it. That's what it is. The uh, boss uh, prior, prior to 1985 was really good. Any All that catalogue from about 1975. But yes, yeah. it is time for us to move into our film of the week, Jake, mm, I think. Yeah. But what are we watching? This week on the show, guys, we're watching Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Hello. different he's more dangerous you came here to kill me so do it four years after the events of halloween in 2018 laurie has decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life but when a young man is accused of killing a boy uh, he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence wow. and terror that will face uh, force Laurie to finally confront the evil she can't control. Spoiler alert. There's I a lot to unpack the there. Film yet. Do we oh do we talk spoilers? <laughs> Are we allowed to spoil? Yeah, so we we always try and start the conversation with no spoilers, which yep. I think we can do with this because we can talk about the first two films of the Gordon Green. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Lead in a little bit, mm. I think. But we we do discuss with the idea that whoever's listening, listeners, we're talking to you now, mm. have seen the film. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So yep. don't worry if you you jump over. Yep, the, the cut. That sounds good. Um, I like because it. I think we threw out the premise of spoiler free very early on it's hard. in this show. It's hard to do, <laughs> but that's why it we. Is, but this, there this are so many films a, reliant on spoilers. The, that's it. The yeah. best part yeah. about our show is obviously we cut a very clear. This is now yeah. where we're moving into the film of the week. Mm. Assume mm. that we're yeah. talking about the film of the week. Well, it's funny because uh, I saw Stephen the other day, a friend of the show, Stephen Clark, who asked about our "Don't Worry, Darling" podcast. Do you guys talk about the drama? And I was like, yeah, we talk about the drama and then we talk about the movie. He's like, oh, great. So I can listen to that like before watching the movie. And I'm glad I caught because like, oh, we do kind of spoil a little bit yeah. in the drama. So you might, but that <laughs> that film of the week segment's always a clear, yep, yep. A clear yeah, safety line. So mm. you're in safe spaces. That's good. So that's good. Let some things We can talk about out. ping pong kids off the top of the... <laughs> off the top of the... <laughs> Zeke turns to me during that scene. He's just, his mouth is just open and this Oja. Oh, I just did that. I just, just yeeted the kid off the third story. Oh, it was wild, wasn't it? And it was uh, like, but it was like, like 
you know we're talking about that horror tragedy thing my my jaw drop wasn't yeah oh my god is like that kid like i was it was more just kind of funny like Mm. i was like shocked because it so clearly isn't like yeah a, the child goes limp before hitting oh the, my it's god it's like clearly a doll it's... that's getting thrown <laughs> off the t- <laughs> I, I know it's very hard to like create that effect i guess like if a kid's splatting off the top like the he's yeah well there was a nice blood pool yeah the, you know the slush but um the, <laughs> brutal uh, it's it was br- it was tough it was like, jake but, just but goes that, that kid was annoying anyway <laughs> that was first. The, the first i think the first thing it was a joke one of the first things we were doing was trying to suss out the timeline a little bit because mm. 2018 when did i open up with 2018 halloween there was a yep. little bit of chat i went to go see it with my friend james and we saw halloween kills a year ago in the same cinema right, and i was okay. like so it was pretty cool but um i didn't realize it was so confusing yeah we were trying to sort out uh whether that 2018 was no halloween kills happened i don't know i don't kills happened straight after so straight after the kid kill kills oh oh no he's out he's out already that's right because yeah so kills the first halloween gordon green halloween and halloween kills Uh. are both on the same night Oh, yeah, yes. In 2018. Yeah. And then Ends is four years after. So yes. I think is... what it is, I think I was a bit savvy to this because I did see ahead of time that this mm. last film was not the same day. Um, we've got a lot to talk about with that. Um, the film, the start with the kid being knocked off, the, yeeted off the stairs is 2019. So it's the, oh. the following year after Kills, and then we have a time jump. So he's out, he's out on, the, on the prowl, Michael Myers. Mm. Yeah. He's still out there. But there was, a, you know, there was... Uh, but he's not really out there. He, I mean, he's he, in there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's hanging out <laughs> with Pennywise. Yeah, um, in the sewers. And, and, uh, yeah, boy. and I did, like, I, I was getting really scared that Michael Myers wouldn't be doing much in this movie. Right. For a while. You know, like, I started to get... It, I know. Really. But <laughs> I know... It, 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 he doesn't, but then he does, and I was mm. I was so scared that this was gonna be. I know I was. I said to my, I was like, "Is this Halloween ends or this, they should call this Halloween starts?" Because it feels like they're starting <laughs> off this brand new narrative. Hall- they're gonna Hall- go Hall- on. Halloween retires. Yeah, so it is, and it's gonna be. It's really good to have you on the show to talk about this mm. film because we're not. Um, I assume you've watched all of these Halloween films, or you've I've, watched a vast majority of them. I've probably there's so many though, isn't there? I think I've seen <laughs> one, two, um, maybe five a long time ago, and then oh, and then resur- like oh, eight, eight or well. the one where the guy does karate. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like you've watched, watched a good something. portion the of one them. where yeah. the dad yeah. I've only watched <laughs> yeah, the Gordon Green ones and the yeah. original and then um, yeah, yeah. and then the, the and then when I was a kid the the first stuff with Halloween that I ever watched when I was like in, it was 2011 and I watched Rob Zombie's Halloweens <laughs> Yeah. And um, and but I was like, Whoa, oh, this is disturbing. It, is, it was my yeah, first like this, horror. Yeah, this film is yeah. a very confusing. We we've we've pipped it as the most confusing third film, third act film mm, in a uh, trilogy. In a trilogy we've ever come across because, 
and I'd have to, you know, I don't know if Michael Myers is your favourite sort of slasher monster. He's up there. He's up there. And we're obviously... He's tough. The precipice... <laughs> yeah, a tough yes, boy. But the, the, the precipice of this film is this, this sort of legacy of Michael Myers yep. sort of logic where, mm. you know, you get this character... Of God, I can't. Already forgotten his name. Um, oh, uh, it's it's Corey. Corey. That's right. So I remember yeah. it being uh, like Laurie with a C. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> being this that has um, to be intentional. <laughs> sort of Anakin to Palpatine relationship yeah. going on. You know, it's it's this I, where we, yeah. we sort of ask ourselves where, which which for me straight off the bat contradicts Michael Myers as a person because even in the if we're looking at just the Gordon mm. Green films or canonically. The first Carpenter film and yep. and the Gordon and the Green Easter films Greek. is Michael is this epitome of evil. No one is like Michael. Yes. He is he is a black hole yeah. in humanity who is just there is no light. That's, that's yeah. the name of my autobiography. Yeah, black man. hole in it. <laughs> um, that's that's why I, there was there was some moments where I was really really scared. Like when um and when I say scared, I mean scared that I wouldn't enjoy the film right. by yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of it. And it was um. Stuff like, uh, you know, Corey fights Michael and Corey wins the fight. And I kind of go, <laughs> and I kind of go, I kind of, I go, wait a second, wait a second. This is, this is Michael Myers. Yeah. He's, well, been, he's been shot we, four we times. We had a good The bit where he like scurries in and takes his mask like he's yes. a bully at a schoolyard. He's like, like come like, here, give me, give and, me a mask, you bitch. Then, I guess that really was like, yeah, it was down. like, it was like, oh, Michael is weak. But I and mm. I don't want Michael to be. I I was just so scared, and I was. That's why I I think I cheered when he like when he Comes when in. Michael rose back up. I was like, or relief. I was like, oh thank God, you're not yeah. gonna like run off with this Corey kid off. and pretend people are gonna love him now, like <laughs> because. And and I said to my friend as well. I said uh, to James, I was like. Michael works best alone, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> Michael doesn't need a partner. So my, my, but it's what's interesting for me and where I think particularly kills and ends sort of fail where the first film succeeds, because we actually really, we're a big fan of, of the the first Gordon Green Halloween film. Mm, we think, pretty, yeah. I think it's actually, it's it, even from a canonical point, it's a great film talking about mm. sort of, you know, intergenerational trauma mm-hmm. Um, the weird mirroring, the mirroring relationship between Laurie and Michael. Um, and Michael honestly has to kind of regain his powers over the course yeah. of that film. And some of those scenes are like so tense and with the, the, the way, and stuff. But yeah. it's that non-dialogue tension. Mm. And then I'm confused because obviously there's a guy who sat down and watched Kills and ends back to back. But then... Watched kills going. Oh, we're probably going to get more of the same. Yeah. This this pacing. Mm. How are they going to connect? And then basically, Laurie has no no residence in the second film. It was a shock. Like she's mm. in a hospital bed for the entire film. They kind of retcon the sheriff's death because they know now that it's almost this reactionary thing where they went from thinking they were only get one film to oh we now have a trilogy so we're going to keep this guy alive. That I'm pretty sure. They didn't plan on keeping him alive in the first new Gordon Green film. Mm. I think, uh, well, I can't remember his name, but he's the, the original sheriff from the first Carpenter film. Mm. Um, and then this film basically is like a romance film for the first half of the film. I, dude, we, we were like, um, there was a lot of... Frank me, me and James, we, we said a fair bit. We were like, oh, old people, are, they're so sweet. 
I don't know. We, <laughs> we, we brought into that romance. In the shop, she throws him the peas. He drops yeah. them a little bit. Oh, Frank little... Hawkins is his name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they kind of retcon his death so they can set up this weird romance yeah. thing for the third film. But it, they have no residence and they only have to kind of like tie in the Laurie family mm. through the, the granddaughter in the second film. And then they kill Judy Greer. <sighs> Who basically, in my opinion, as I said to Jake, was she just went, she didn't want to be in these films anymore, so they they killed her off in this weird ending montage and kill I've not I think kills is the worst of the three films. I, I, I agree. agree. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think um I think we probably all have the exact same rating of Halloween, Halloween ends than Halloween kills. Yeah. Um but but I think I the difference would probably be I th- I there was something Halloween ends for some reason got my heart by the end of it. Okay. It was a, it was a war, but by the end, by the end, I went like, man, you got me. And I think it. But if if I saw Halloween, yeah, and then Halloween ends, I think I'd be a little bit off put. But the improvement upon Halloween Kills, yes, yeah, but and it's more like a Halloween Kills style movie in a sense. Like it, it's not quite as tense or as tight as Halloween. Um, yeah, I I think that yeah. the, I think ends has more going for it because we can see the how yeah. a how a serial killer can be born out yeah. of nothing, and the, and the the resolve of it as well. I think like the the full circle nature of it mm. is is a thing where it's like uh, you could easily never have ends happen. Or no, well, never have kills happen, no, sorry. No, I was going to interject well, there because I pretty much said it to Zeke in the first mm. 10 minutes of ends. I was like, I have a feeling, and I'm going to stick to it, mm. that that this film could have happened without kills. Yes, absolutely. And, absolutely. It, and not only that, but I think it actually does a lot of the themes mm. that kills try to introduce better than kills yeah. does in the sense that there's this yes, yeah. sort of mob mentality, monster mm. creates monster yeah. energy, which oh they, in kills, they did evil by having... Evil dies tonight. Evil dies evil tonight. Evil dies tonight, chanting over again, the, which yeah. my, my favourite thing, pitching that film to people the other day after I'd just seen it was... Yeah, no, it takes place on the same night. Yeah. He just, a firefighter saves him and then he just kills with oh, people. But he doesn't, and, but a firefighter the, doesn't even and, save him. He goes and sits in some oh, weird bomb shelter. That's right. That somehow protects him for the most part. In the gun locker the or something. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. Like, <laughs> he emerges and then the fire, he doesn't even need the firefighters because, like, he pulls that guy to kill him. That's pretty fun. And then he, like, <laughs> but it becomes this weird thing where it becomes, oh, this is Michael on the rampage. Yes. This is the rampage yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm sitting here going, that doesn't make me scared. In fact, no, I, yeah. I find myself checking yep, out. Yeah. By the time he gets to the... And he gets, like, weirdly creative with his kills. That you're like, mm. this is not really a serial killer. And I'm now watching, like, a slasher film. It was, yeah, like, it was like... It's the creativity like, mm, oh my, of killing. Yeah, there was... They needed more of that, though, in this one, though. Creative kills. Did they? Oh, no, there's, oh, there's a couple... No, there not, are a couple? Not, not by the time they get to those teenagers, those little Zoomers... No, those, those when zoomers, they start killing the zoomers, they're having fun. My, my problem there is, for a, for a horror slasher film, they cut away from the violence so many yeah, times, bit, yeah. and I was like, why on earth? Yeah. Even even the blowtorch is out of focus. I'm like, mm. I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I agree. I think if you're gonna do the creative kills, then we got to see the whole thing unfold. Yeah. I think it comes back. We talked about carpenters, oh. the thing. And it's like Bori Horror, and this thing gets critically panned for how gory it is at the time, yet mm. now, retrospectively, we look at it and go, wow, this is a really well-thought-out film. Yeah. It's like thing... It's intelligence, too. It's like the intelligence of the characters you're hunting make it appear... The first film is so good at setting up Laurie's ready for him. Like, yeah. There's this big fight. Oh, so amazing. when we get to the final act, I'm legitimately bought into 
Michael yep. is this really dangerous. He's yep. regained his powers. Laurie's ready for him this time. So now we have this almost even battle, but yep. still Laurie is absolutely and, outmatched for him because yeah. he is this unbeknownst evil. She's more prepared this time. But you know, she, you're like, you know she's going to go in for a fight, which you, yeah, you which love, becomes, you want to see, which made two so sad. Yeah, but it mm. also makes the, the horror elements so believable when, she's, when we're in Laurie's house and, and Michael's in it. Because even though she's prepared, we know what he's capable of. Yeah. Whereas in the second film, he mows oh down God. those firefighters in this laughable thing where, like, these firefighters all, for some reason, attack, like, NPCs all <laughs> one at a time. Despite and, and I couldn't wrap my head around, even in the final encounter, when he's surrounded by the mob and kills, that, for some reason, Michael seems to have the highest blood count of any human <gasps> Yeah, bleeding he, he should have died. He should have. He's been shot. He, he would have. <laughs> he was when like, he was when he was shot. It was when he was shot four times in the yeah, chest. That's yeah, when yeah. I went. Eh, okay. Yeah, I don't a know second. About he, this. He's still a little boy. He killed his. Yeah. <laughs> was the whole Laurie thing being in hospital? Was that a shout out? And I haven't seen Halloween two. Yeah. Is that a shout out to the fact that I think she's in a psych ward in the second one? Yeah. Well, the the second one takes place almost all in in a hospital. Right. Um. So it would have been like direct kind of. The linkage there but but it was just like i i was i wanted to see that it, w- it was the biggest shock for me one to mm. two, like one to kills because i i really really wanted to see laurie be a be up and fighting yeah. like I, I was i was really quite like taken aback by it and then i'm like and we're following this dude toddling around the hospital the the um the mental <laughs> patient about that, the escape yeah. mental so patient weird. who who's very short and not really michael myers stature and oh, it's just like well, oh, I, rolled, oh, I rolled that up i was like i love that that character that's like scarred by michael from like 1977 goes how do you know it's not him he hasn't got his mask on and it's oh like well God. he's four foot nine yeah. and he's, hunch- <laughs> he's the hunchback of notre dame oh my and gosh. you're looking for like this behemoth i will i will say to and I'm not I'm not like a Halloween purist or anything. Yeah. I I like the idea on paper of Laurie being going from being overly militarily militarily prepared is that even a mm, word yeah. to being completely vulnerable and bedridden in the second one in terms of like a oh god like she's in a much more dangerous position. But you're right they don't do anything with her character yeah. in that whole film. And between that and and the characters you care about being like yeah. the three Strode girls being lost in a sea of random chanting people that you mm. know are all going to die. So there's no but tension for some reason, there. it's very weird because it's this. The, I think the whole point of the film is now the community's buying into Michael as this menace that we have to take down together. This mob into, mm. but, but it don't really. It comes from nowhere. Yeah. Doesn't really go anywhere. And then we get back to yeah. the third film, and people are still picking on Laurie. People are picking on Corey. Mm. Like they 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 go from this mob mentality where. 20 of them get massacred in that final sequence mm. Mm. yet we don't we don't hear too much about the 20 people that were massacred a few streets over at the hands of Michael mm. yet for some reason they go oh in, in that opening montage oh well people have now they suspect Michael's everywhere so every every accident is now um, oh like it, it led to every accident like, well, in a way well, all these accidents were yeah propagated out of this or well, like, like the, the, par- the paranoia that's yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah, we're and in that like it's kind of like the opening to Batman earlier this year. Yeah, where it's villains like, are tripping over each other in dark alleys, and it's, it's like a nifty oh, idea. And, and it, I get it, but it's uh, the the sentiment then that Corey gets ostracized for this horrible accident that happens, mm. and 
then the characters like his mother who go, oh, well, they, they, they community <laughs> the community would have looked... Mother, dude, the mother, we were going, oh, would, she gone would, die. Would, <laughs> would, would look after him if it wasn't for you calling out Michael. But it's like, that's not true because they're two completely... The, there's there's mm. no link there. Mm. Like, it's a horrible yeah. accident. They're ostracizing him because... I think the the problem is like I don't mind a lot of that because it almost feels again it's doing the mob mentality thing better than kills. Yeah, does, it does because it's it's individual and it's characters and it's not like everyone. It, it going, just becomes yeah. this like bled in mindset where like where it was he's it just seemed a kid people like make fun of the culture of the mm. town had changed and the yes. culture of the town was shaken not in a way that was like we're just watching a big crowd scene for a long time. You yeah. Know? Also, the, the shift with. The, the problem with kills particularly is it's the same night so for some reason yes. this cult, this town goes under this huge cultural revolution in the from spa- 11 p.m to 12 a.m yeah like <laughs> from like, the bar like, and they know nothing <laughs> that's bar. happened to laurie and, and her daughters a daughter and a granddaughter they don't know any of that stuff it's just this guy in a bar going <laughs> man michael's the worst and everyone goes yeah michael is the worst and then and then the guy says i'm gonna get old faithful over here <laughs> And he points and he gets the baseball bat. <laughs> and he go and then throughout the movie it just always cuts him going, You just wait, Michael. You just wait. And it's like these characters we've been introduced in the movie and you're like yeah. And it's just laughable like the, when they're all getting killed. Because hmm. they're doing all these comical kills with this group that we've met this night, like the nurse and the the other one. And she's like shooting this desert eagle and I'm just sitting here going, Well, we know this is set in Hall Haddlefield. Illinois, so it's America. How do none of these Americans know how to use guns? Yeah. Like, yeah. they've got it everywhere. Well, there's the, the woman with the iron in the right, <laughs> she's holding up an That's iron. Right. Oh, how can I iron this guy? That um, was a good but, but it was, yeah, it was very, uh, worst aiming Americans on the planet, you know? <laughs> I, He's scary. He's a scary man. Ha- Halloween, Halloween kills for me, I think now. I get, I think re, if I was to rewatch, I think I would get such a joy out of how funny it is to talk about it with people. Right. And, and, and with my friend James and how funny and how we were watching it and we were like, what are they, Big John and Little John, the real estate agents? <laughs> it's so odd, isn't it? It's it's so bizarre. And it was such a, at first, like, I think throughout the movie, I was like, I think I will only like Halloween kills more and more and more and more yeah because i think when i first watched it i was so expecting this. you wanted to be really great and, and i was also going they've remade this they've rebooted this whole thing again because they are gonna tell the most conclusive most tight solid story about what how laurie's gonna you know like fight back against this guy mm. and um and then and and now i think i'm like Oh, I, if I view that not as the serious thing I want it to be, but as like just a joyride, like joyride, like silliness, absolute silliness, yeah. which I think undermines a lot of the scariness, but that's okay because it's so silly and yeah. fun. I don't know. I, I, I then don't I start to enjoy it. I think the two it. sequel films are scary. Like, I, and as someone who is, do not like horror, mm. will easily be spooked in horror. These both of these films, I was not remotely scared at at all, and it's like you know, I've, yeah. and I've gone to the cinema and watched things like The Nightingale with him, which aren't conventional horror films, <laughs> but still made me feel more uncomfortable. Yeah, horrifying. I, yeah. I think I I did have the weird, um, that joyride word really plays for me. Like right. as I'm watching, I think I was just thrilled to watch it all and yeah. see where it was going and be engaged with it. Where there's something for me, like, I just, I think, 
watching it. I don't know. I think I was like, oh, oh, oh now this is happening. What are they doing? It, yeah. For some reason, I was really engaged. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but there was there were a couple moments when they were digging into Corey's stuff in Halloween yeah. ends where I would go, um, I would go, oh, don't do this. Like, please right. don't don't have this is the new Michael Myers. And the, and then I'm thinking back to the trailers, and I'm going, okay, that trailer we see this big fight between her and Michael Myers. I'm like is that Corey? And then I'm like, oh my God, please don't. Like, this needs to be Michael Myers. And what happens with Michael Myers? Yeah. He can't just die in the sewer. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, but I, I never thought be very satisfying. I was, I was a little scared. <laughs> I was, so, but it comes back to the thing that I keep asking, this driving question, where I have no problem with, with Corey being um, sort of provoked into becoming this monster. Mm. But it's like, what is confusing, and if you can alleviate this, Zach, please mm. do. But it's like Michael is this character, like I said, that is such a, so clearly just he's evil, and there's there, we're beyond the point of con- the whole point of the podcast is coming in and interviewing him and trying to get mm. the response oh, the out of him. That's right. Is is we're trying to start to peel back the layers of what is Michael Myers? Yep. What does he represent? Why did he go and kill his sister all mm. those years ago? And the, the, the sole conclusion this film keeps driving is there is no... There's no... Like, what Laurie mm. keeps trying to hammer home is he's just evil. Yeah. There's no... There actually he's like, is you, no... Like you said, like, vacuous black hole. Like. Yeah, and yeah. even in Kills, there's that dialogue between him and Hawkins where Hawkins feeling bad because he should have taken the shot and stuff like that. Mm. And she goes, well, that's not your fault. He's just evil. Like, you wouldn't have known at the time that he is evil. Mm. So what makes no sense to me is how this evil monster for some reason sees Corey and has this weird link. It was an odd spiritual mm. thing, wasn't yeah. it? He grabs him by the throat and then the the way that that was shot was like he went through something in that like sewer. Like it was going yeah. from side to side. Like, And and I I said to James, I was like, has don't tell me Michael Myers has transferred his soul into this guy right. and we're just going to follow it. Like, because that's what the vibe it was giving me was yeah. I was like, and then James was like, if he transferred his soul, this guy would just be mute walking around like a dog, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, But, but yeah. then, like, Laurie has that sort of looks him in the eye and has that that shiver that she hasn't had in years. Mm, so there's definitely it's some... Cool. I... There's definitely a surrealist element yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking back, I co- looking... The, it's weird, these last two. The more I look back on them, the more I appreciate them, weirdly. Yeah. Weirdly, it's, just it's, remove it's, it. Well, that was my, that was my main takeaway from this is... is if it weren't for the second film, which mm. not only like all these fanatical things we're talking about, the mob mentality and everything, kind of gets in the way of like yeah. what would be a cleaner execution yes. from going yep. from 2018 oh, to man. this. Yeah. But even the the plot line and the character stuff, yeah. because I just kind of had to actively block that out of my mind. Mm. The fact that A, Laurie spent 40 years oh my God. preparing yeah. for Michael Myers mm. when we he's been in prison and you know she assumes that he's burning underground her house at the end of the first one so that would have been the more logical jump to go from there to being like okay now i'm gonna live a normal life with my yeah. granddaughter yeah, as opposed yeah, yeah. to she putting just kills accepted, in the mix yeah and so, now he's just out there and she's like oh so i'm gonna i'm gonna relax and, now. and i think that's what like <laughs> at the end the means the end of kills is is it kills off judy greer's character like that's mm. the that's the end mm. like the ending goal of that movie so it's like, why don't you just kill? If you you fix a lot of these problems that you have with kills by killing Judy Greer in in the first film, at the end of the first film, so mm. Laurie mm. succeeds in killing Michael, but at the cost of her. Oh, daughter. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that that's very uh, that interesting, cool. isn't it? And it's, then, it's you get both mom- like nice moments with both because I guess you get the 
three generations in the back yep. of the car was a nice moment. That's but nice. you're right, that would have also been an appropriate if she had to sacrifice something mm. in order yeah. to... And but you get that in the first film as well, when all three of them are standing above the bunker as, as he's burning. Mm. Yeah. So you kind of have that shot of like the three generations oh my come God. together she, in the first when film. She's yelling at the, when she's yelling at the fire engine, stop, stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. And it's like Gria, but <laughs> Gria gets that. And unfortunately, it's because her character gets such an underwhelming death at the end of the second one. It's over a montage and she's, she weirdly, faintly, she doesn't look powerful at all. She just looks like a damsel in distress. Mm. And the whole point of her being kind of like, militarized trained by Laurie mm. is that she, when that push came to shove how cool was that moment when she snapped into she that boss shotgun and yeah and she was able to defend herself whereas she's then given such a, a lukewarm death that feels like it's just hodgepodge in there and then it's this third film where it's like mm. now you set up oh Laurie's moved on Allison's and this is what I love in Kill she keeps saying like he's the one that murdered my dad yeah, but then now that your mum's dead too you're like ah, she, she my life again she, there was a moment where the, the the granddaughter goes off at Laurie mm. and is saying you are hysterical you are you're paranoid and death, there was yeah. there was some there was something she said where I was like she was right Mm. You know what I mean? Like, right. has okay. this has it felt false for me a little bit because I was like, has the granddaughter not experienced the fact? Like, we cannot go back to the Halloween plotline of oh, Laurie, my crazy mother, like my your crazy grandma, yeah, because Michael Myers did come back and she was right. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. And this film has this yeah. weird, these weird clunky scenes, and they're particularly they're in the latter, the first half of the film. The romance side actually is quite clear and easy to follow mm. ironically and then the second half when they start to get to this trying to create these divisions between Al- Allison and and Laurie they don't really make sense because it's like Laurie's the one who sets him, sets Allison up with Corey for no other reason than he's just mm. a nice-ish bloke really that Laurie yeah. kind of feels sorry what, for what's the line because this is there's a whole thing with Jamie Lee Curtis here because between, between these four films I haven't seen Halloween 2 or 3 or any of that Within the span of these four films, I feel like I haven't seen Laurie as like a, I guess other than when she's a teenager mm. in the original, sort of relaxed and calmed and more playful, which I think this is the first yeah. time we oh, really see that. That's what, right. What's that line I've, she has? She makes some like weird sexual comment or the joke boots. and then she some throws something. Yeah. Or like melons or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And she like throws a pumpkin. There was something like that. I'm like... Um, this- oh no, she says, she's like, well fucking like show off your tits or that's it like, yeah she, like says yeah. something like that and then and that was right and she like throws the phone yeah. off. <laughs> and it's weird it's just kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> attempting comedy it's, in this it's, film yeah. it's like so it's, odd it is interesting Curtis, though because yeah. something for me goes like even in the 70s movie yeah her and the girls like are smoking weed before they go to right, be okay. babysitters and stuff so i yeah. think there's always been like a bit of a 70s like counterculture yeah. element okay to it, like, that's which cool interesting yeah. but um the yeah the allison just uh she i guess she was pretty damaged she'd been in like bad relationship with that dude who was so much older than her that i thought it was so weird that was we, weird. we did not pick up what on that we that? just thought that they Gus. were like he we just thought he was a creepy old dude doing yeah. a creepy old dude thing and then it was like she'd been dating so that is the only thing that 
could all that and all the trauma she's faced obviously could contribute to the fact that she goes for bad guys but she fell in love she fell for Corey pretty quickly like it yeah was, which i guess has to happen it's, I, it's like, yeah it's interesting because like her character and it's like i can't really say much about her in the original film and mm. it's you can even look at like the bonnie and clyde yeah. like costumes they dress up in they do like the gender swap and so yep. there's like, nice little like moments in mm. there um and I, I it would have been cool if they did something like that again for her and Corey being a bonnie and clyde because they felt a tiny bit like that at moments in the film. Um, I really thought she was going to start helping him kill people. <laughs> it's definitely implied. I they got, could, they could the, have gone there, yeah. I, yeah, for the maybe leading up to that. But I, I was just kind of confused by her character because, of, again, I can kind of put my shaders on and block the idea of, like, shouldn't she be mourning over her mum? It's like, oh, okay, whatever, it's fine. This is mm. a new movie. Let, let's just focus on this. But, yeah, just like her... And I guess there is like an anti-authoritarian thing in her as well as her grandmother with the, you know, you can't tell me who to date. And yeah. I guess and it's, that it's translates... funny, isn't it? The generation in between, um, because a generation is, responds to the generation before them by doing the opposite. Yep. And that's kind of does play out, right? With the mother being, Judy Greer being like mm. uptight and then, you know, a rebel again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Uh, Which again, yeah. works great in the first film. Mm. And I think ugh, there's traces of it here, but it, just, it doesn't feel very mm. cleanly. No, but then there, there meshed are weird, in there. Like I, I said, there's these weirdly sequenced scenes where you're not really understanding the conflict because it's like so Corey just starts acting more Michael, and and obviously Jan, you know Laurie starts to pick up on this weird aura, but for the most part doesn't have any grounds for any of that evidence and mm. ends up stalking and, and this, that, and the other. But we get to that final conflict where, you know, she's about to fake suicide oh. and gets that the jump me. on Corey. <laughs> I, I kind of love that moment. I, yeah. I was pretty... Oh, it, like, hit his spot. Yeah, I thought I was I, like, the line dang. she chose, you didn't think I'd commit suicide. Yeah. Like, That's a bit of a lame right. line. Oh. No, no, cool. right into the camera talking to Because I thought was the like, exact same thing. I was yeah. like... She really is going to kill herself now? Like, what's going... And it's like, Dude, ah, as she soon as, me. As soon as the gunshot went off, someone behind me, like, in the back said, uh, it's, oh, that's the pumpkin. <laughs> uh, she shoots the pumpkin instead and makes me explode. She goes, I just heard that. I was like, wait, wait you, to get ahead of it. Asshole, yeah. um, but, but it's yeah. really odd because it's that whole thing where he's like, he's like, ah, oh, now I'm going to prove that you're the, the killer mm. that's been killing all these people. And Allison's gonna like, and it's this weird. And Kurt, Laurie says this line that's weirdly possessive of Allison. I don't really understand mm. this over possession of Allison in terms of like, like because well, she's this fully grown woman. It it did it mm. did make me buy when when the suicide stuff was happening. I did say to James though, I said she feels as though she's failed everyone in her life, and she feels as though she has just failed the last person left mm. in a way. Yeah. Um, like uh, there was something about the suicide which I, I kind of bought but and I think maybe you, you have to buy into the fact that Laurie's very traumatised mm. she is very erratic as a person yeah yeah she's not normal by no. any stretch so yeah. I mean they, they say that the whole time um, what what are the two words they use to describe her and Corey at the start damaged or something I don't know something <laughs> like that or yeah um, but, but yeah, oh, they, oh, they call uh, they call her the something and him the something yeah, one exactly. stage, the psycho her the psycho, you're the psycho and you're the like a fruit freak cake show. or something yeah, like freak, freak show, show freak, freak show, show yeah. that's it um so yeah they um, kind of make plenty of mm. references to the idea that yeah she's got a lot of trauma and baggage yeah. and 
So that's fair enough. I do love when he stabs himself in the neck and she oh. just goes to hold the oh. knife. Yeah, that was a bad move. I was like, wow, it's just <laughs> so um, dumb. But uh, the, there's an, I think there's an element to this film which I really, really adore, which is um, something which the Scream, Scream this year did as well, mm. which is moments of the original being aggressive and the whole vibe of an original being aggressive and saying no fuck you fuck your new stuff mm. it's the classics baby so when <laughs> when um when michael comes in and kills that guy imagine my satisfaction yeah or no he he doesn't kill him but michael when michael comes in and i'm like now we're where I want to be. Yeah, having he grabs his mask. I was back I or, the whole yeah. the whole movie. I was rooting for this Corey storyline to end. I was like, <laughs> kill him. Let's get Michael going. You know, let's charge up Michael. And there's a line in Scream which I really love, where it's like, um, it's uh, the term is like modernized horror or something similar to that. And on the phone, Ghostface asks, you know, what are your favorite horror movies? She goes, mm. oh, I really like, you know, the Babadook and, um, uh. <laughs> Uh, Midsummer or whatever, or whatever it was another yep. another one of or like modern, a yeah, Phil. Um, thoughtful you know Jordan Peele style stuff. Gotcha. Um, elevated horror. Elevated horror. That's elevated the term. Horror. That's the term yeah. they use. And <laughs> and uh, and Ghostface says, uh, "I kind of prefer the old slashes where someone really gets <laughs> taught Just a man with a knife going to tear you apart. Yeah. And for for some reason, like some nostalgia in me Made goes that like parallel. Yeah. And I, and I just go like, yeah, like and it's a, you know what? It's a fair <laughs> point. Maybe we've just been where maybe we're just people that are now victims or subjects to elevated horror, and we now think every horror film should be like this. Whereas, you know, sometimes it is nice to go watching someone on just a killing streak. A bit of a joyride. The creativity yeah. Yeah. Of, of killing. I think it's... I think you can have both. I yeah, think yeah. Show, like, films like Us show oh, yeah, creativity us. and mm. death. And mm. even, you know, I actually think, like, we're talking about tension and tension and horror. Mm. I think Nope, uh, even earlier this year, elicits so much more effective tension not being okay. and it definitely has good tension yeah. scenes mm. in it. Um, no, nope was a weird one for me. It's an I odd it, look. Yeah. It's a, definitely it's probably. The, I think it, it's is it polarizing review wise and everything like on I f- Letterboxd. Is it an arch? No, people quite like it. I think. I think people just yeah, like it. I yeah, think it's less horror than the other two yeah. films. I think I went in thinking horror, and then that was quite disappointing because of that to be honest. Mm. Yeah. I mean it does the Jaws thing where it, by the end it's a fully action movie yeah. with yeah. that last act I mean for me and we did we did our podcast and we talked about yeah. I think for me it was just, like the Jordan Pill-ness is there and the horror elements are mm. there but I just I don't know if it gelled all of its ideas in an interesting yeah. way it just felt it was, it was a lot more sporadic bizarre you know when the, the, the there's the kids dressing up as the aliens mm. it was oddly the movie i wanted like that yeah, moment yeah. i was like ooh, and then it went away i was like god well it's kind of the opposite of the we prefer the classics line yeah it's yeah. kind of like teasing you with a bit more of a classic spooky scene, yeah i think and so, then ripping yeah. it away and continuing but, but i mean I, and not that i think there's any issue that like i i think elevated horror is a, a very cool idea but mm. there's there was something cool about the meanness of someone going no 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 young yeah. generation <laughs> like and um and that's bizarrely like i really focus on it as a generational thing when they're killing off the little it zoomers is, is, and i was like yeah it is it is very con- it is very confusing the 
Michael getting this like superpower for this big final battle, but lets his mm. gives up his mask like a five-year-old. Yes, earlier yeah. to Corey. It's, what, yeah. it's like what made him not sore anymore? Did he get? Did he get another? Did he get a kill or something? Where th- th- <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there was a moment where like Michael stabbed someone and that was the kill where he was like, "I'm back," you know, like yeah, Mojo back. Yeah. Um, see the, the see the twenty eighteen horror Halloween. Actually, I feel like it has that moment mm. where his first kill is like there's a, there's an extra breath in, yeah. in his lungs. I don't know where else yeah. that analogy, but you know what I mean. It's like oh, that's his when he kills the journalist and get his mask back. Like oh, dude, that yes, was like you don't like, expect them to die that early, up, yeah. but also he's woken up. Dude, We're in the second act now. Let's go. The teeth over the bathroom stall. That's so nasty when he drops the oh, teeth. Yeah. Like, um, just quickly, there's something we we spoke about earlier with with what um why he does what he does, mm. and um in. Halloween Kills, there was this big explanation of his going home and his going to the same point in the window Where to watch. Yeah, because yeah. he liked to watch as well, like, or something. It was That's like, right. yeah, was and there was a big there. thing of. We know why he was getting there to go home, and then he goes back, and that's the spot he kills Judy Greer at. But mm. then, obviously, that is not what he, why he kills because right. Halloween ends happens, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> and he wasn't always just heading home. Yeah, because then he like, goes to Tits on the Sewer for four years. Strolling, he's got a backpack. Yeah, and, he could have just yeah. gone home the whole time. And then yeah. that's a, that whole home. that Greer thing makes no Bye sense him. because like the police are literally downstairs. Oh, yeah. did not. A single person looking and go, oh, he's up there again. And I hate to break it to you, he's not very, he's not very quick. No, it's, he's kind of laughably mm. slow. That's true. Like his pacing is creepy and in in, in te- mm. intimidating. Yeah, but it's also not a quick escape. How, kind of. how would you guys feel if he ran? How weird would that be? Just sprinting up you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell whether I'd be like huh? or whether I'd go. Yeah, run, well, I thought, I thought, I thought in in the start of kills when they all come out of the bar, I thought that was him that drove the car, <laughs> and that really, I was like, Michael oh Myers driving a car. That oh, really dude, he, he drives me he me. drives a car in in one of them. In oh, one of the really? Movies, yeah. Oh, um, the correct. other one I saw was uh, which I forgot was I saw Halloween H twenty or whatever H oh, yeah. which is the twenty year later one. Okay, which is another alternate timeline with. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis in it, and she has kids, and the, you know it's like it's totally a different, so, so different world. movie. Yeah, might as well just talk about the ending now. Um, yeah. And obviously, Halloween does end. It does end. It, does it end. ends for and, everyone. And ends on this weird sort of satanic trip to the meat grinder. Yeah, dude. Um, I I was like, I was like, damn, this is testing my uh, thing of there should be due process obviously in the oh, world but when it's michael myers i did nah, kind of go i don't nah. know i was kind of like and the sheriff the sheriff come on there's no law tonight <laughs> i mean you're not you're not gonna chain michael myers up in a courtroom for six weeks and do the john johnny <laughs> trial 40, he got his 40 years <laughs> he might as well just take care of him now it was um but but i didn't under, what i one uh, thing i didn't get though is like it's like oh we're gonna make sure he's dead for good yeah and then like weirdly thousands of people come out it was like everyone just like put it up on facebook like hey <laughs> yes dude i think i said that to james i said like yeah was this an event or something <laughs> yeah like everyone is out hi guys Storm, welcome Storm to my Haddonfield. live stream 
we're just sending Michael to the Storm Haddonfield, yeah. Illinois. Oh my god, <laughs> Area Storm. Fifty Storm Storm Area Fifty One. Storm the. the yeah, Why thought they're gonna put like a speaker and, and be like Michael Myers is dead? And what's re- really awkward not, is they went they back to, to the junkyard that. where all of those that kid got blowtorched, and all of them mm. would have still been there. Oh yeah, wait a second. Was a cleanup mm. crew. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Mike. Yeah. It's the yeah. same junkyard. Yeah. It's the same junkyard. There's like ten dead bodies on this kid. This kid's got his blowtorch. That's true. Now. But definitely, the very beginning, it was nice to see a little bit of focus on that crushing machine to go. Yeah. To go. Oh, someone's gonna get crushed today. Like it's uh, like at the very beginning, I was level, I was yeah. watching that crushing machine and I was going. Oh, this is going to be used. He, he isn't human though. <laughs> you know what's he not got... used? The bloody the the tailpipe in a car. Yeah. What's the tailpipe? Not the tailpipe, like the um, or the, or the exhaust, someone, the like, exhaust break pipe. Break it off and use it. There were like a hundred times where they talk about this tailpipe that's like about to yeah. burst. Oh, weird. Yes. And shit. that's like the whole thing. She's going to take it to Corey to get it fixed, and it's an excuse. They did nothing with yeah. that. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Um, do you know one of one of my favorite moments of the movie was actually the last like four shots or something. Okay. Where it's still and there's nothing happening, and I was like. It was a real moment of, like, it, it was rewarding because they could have obviously done another scare or something, you sure. know what I mean? Which these films do. You anticipate that. And yeah. the stillness of it was so rewarding porch, for me. Yeah, the there was there was the one on the porch, and then they went inside the house, and they, they just showed the, the kitchen, and then they just showed her study room, and then they just showed the thing with the mask there. Yeah. And then the music started, and these still shots where nothing was happening, I kind of, like... I. It, what it told me it was like incredible and incredibly fitting with the title and everything. I was mm. like, this story, and they've just showed and told me this story has no more story to tell. It has mm. ended here, and it's end and it's ended with peace. You know, like it was um, it was really odd and simple ending. Yeah, and it kind of was appropriate for me because so many films these days almost all of them go there's a little bit more though what if this happens yeah, you know the post credit scene <laughs> and i was like breathe out you yeah, know let's hope like there wasn't yeah. a post credit scene sorry let's hope there wasn't a post oh my god no we yeah we didn't stick around to find out but i think that's a really good point though because yeah, you weren't really like, oh. expecting that but yeah. we will probably see another Halloween. Yes, film. we will, and I'm excited. For it. <laughs> well, Jason Bloom has confirmed that this is not the final Halloween film. Yeah, because um, I think the clause goes back after so, uh, Blumhouse don't have. I think called him Bloom. It's Blum, isn't it, Jason Blum. Blumhouse? Blumhouse are giving back the rights now to Halloween, so it won't be within this universe wow. or like the Blumverse of it. It's um, kind of sad. I'm glad we got. We got yeah, them, yeah them but you, you always get another. Yeah, you get another. I hope this is the last one with Laurie, though. Yes, like, it, I, hope... it, I think I think was it that, will be. Is that um, how they sort of promote the film? Is like this is her last film? Yeah, they like... did, and and I uh, I bought into. I followed Jamie Lee Curtis on Instagram. Yeah, and I bought into all of the narrative that she created around it emotionally, mm. where she was saying she was posting stuff of, you know, I've been doing this for so I've been telling this long story and it's emotional that it's come to an end. And she was just talking a lot about the the emotion of ending something that had been such a, a part of her life for forty years. Yeah. And um and I so when she and she posted stuff about how this film was about, you know, like finding peace after trauma. You know, mm. and then when that, like her, her discussing that deep me, it did help me with the film a little bit where I was, 
I it made me really feel good with that ending yeah. and feel like she won't come back and this is like the piece of a character at last and and I don't know whether we ever see final girls get to that stage where they have their final movie and it's yeah. and it's clearly their final and like they Nancy get a doesn't beautiful get send off yeah Freddy, yeah Just and I was like examples, dang it was kind of like I don't know I bought into it. Where would you where <laughs> would you take Michael from here? Would you just go back to the classic slasher up or would you try something different? Oh, wow. I mean, like, it's hard for me to answer because I've only seen, you know, these four films are within mm. this, like, new canon, if you will. So I don't really know to what extent they've gone crazy with it. Like, I've seen oh, yeah. a lot more of the Freddy films. They're like, going pretty crazy. <laughs> they go really crazy. You go true detective route. I, oh, wow. Oh, that's not bad. You go, like, totally tell it from, like, a detective's yeah. point of view. And or like, like a, yeah, and damn. have him have him actually not be in the film that much. That would be mm. kind of cool. But like, See, have him always existing. Maybe he's in the house sometimes. Yeah, you go back to that classic damn. in the background. Look, a lot of the ideas in this film, you know, with like Corey being like a potential surrogate and sort of that mm. that almost mythical aspect to it, which yeah. the whole trilogy does explore to some extent, and like the victimizer. The effect in the victimizing and the effect on yeah. others and whether they turn to monsters. Like, I like a lot of the ideas in this film and in the trilogy. Mm. It just felt so weird for it to be the final one. Because these things yep. we're talking about with yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and that, that wrap-up and, and, like, you know, the final moment yeah, for yeah. the final girl was, like, the last third of the film, really. Yeah. And that so much of it focused on this Corey character that... Yeah, you're right. If it was right. the second and film, the, it would have felt better, I feel the, like. The Corey stuff, like, there's a scene where they're, like, on top of the radio tower or whatever, and mm. it's the red light. And I was like, it's giving me, like, kind of 80s, like... Like, it is stylish and stuff, but mm. it wasn't the story I wanted to see told. And I was so glad that eventually... There, eventually yeah. the story I wanted to see was yeah. told. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. And I think you're both hitting on the head there. Where it's like that Laurie story is actually really pushed to the the background, and it's interesting, like the book mm. and and her trying to move on and and this sort of stuff. That's really interesting, yeah. and even exploring trauma, like her trauma explicitly from a different mm. way. Not the I'm ready for the fight. No, I'm trying to settle down. I'm trying yeah. to fix what's going on in me so I can mm. move on. Um, yeah. And having, you know, obviously Alison leave Haddonfield and Laurie stay is, yeah, is, a, is, an, yeah. interesting, is an interesting choice. That is. You, like, like, it's part of her. She couldn't really leave it. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the, I think, um, I think I'd do a road movie with Michael. I mean, that's oh. kind of, I mean, it has kind of been done. Mike on the road. But yeah, let's get him <laughs> on the road, man. Let's have this, some like American pickers or something and they are. Uh, they find his mask somewhere and then he's just trying to get... Wait, no, then he can't have the mask. Oh, damn. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> a little Jeepers um, Creepers-esque. Yeah, you know, with yeah. With the yeah. aspect of it, yeah. Well, but you love the warm, like, Americana of this, like, of the, the jack-o'-lanterns and Halloween. It's mm. a really nice vibe, isn't it? This, like, the setting and everything, yeah. I, I think. It'd be hard to take um, it away from that. To answer your question, yeah. affirmatively, I would take a lot of the ideas in, in this film and particularly the whole um, Michael Myers' pure evil sort of a nature aspect versus the mm. nurture aspect that Corey went through sort of being bullied into this into this role yeah. that he sort of assumed um, and take that in a weird, interesting direction mm. as, as a trilogy. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. Cool. What was your highlight scene, Jake? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was my highlight scene? 
Um, I can come back to you and ask Zach first. I I will say what was what was it the scene we were talking about before? I. Uh, oh, you mean the one where the DJ's tongue um, dances that's a, along? That's the- a pretty. That's a pretty. Would that be your? <laughs> Highlight scene. That'd no, be, but it was dead. It was. It, that'd be my it's highlight scene. It's pretty good. I, to be honest, I, I was been talking about these flashy gore kills, but like we said, this film kind of was deprived. No, we were deprived of a lot of fun yeah. because they were clearly yeah. trying to go for yeah. a softer rating, mm. and I think that's ridiculous. Because look, I'm not a fan of the slash. Like uh, slashes aren't my go-to genre, mm. and if we're not going to have the horror stuff, and we're <laughs> just going to have this. Yeah. killing show then give me some flair you know have yeah. me, have a guy lose his tongue and it play around on the vinyl record what I really liked and this is the one of the there were some weird editing cuts in this film but one thing I liked was the follow up scene to this was Alison and the radio was going crazy because oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah really good really like, good linkage continuity. of the world yeah. right like yeah see I, I would have taken that extra step and just if she's going to go into the diner and the diner's playing the radio yep. have that play in the diner's radio so everyone reacts to it oh my god it. and then well but, even but as a good call I did like that a if lot if she thinks something's wrong right in the diner and then she just walks out like she hears the radio be weird and she walks out into her car turns the radio and it's the same thing and it's then the realisation that it's not just her car radio yep. fucking up like yep. um, but the like what what for you guys, well, for me, I think like a highlight moment for me, or um, like an an amazing moment I really mm. loved and a, a fantastic kill is the um the, the child girl, start the girl getting <laughs> the um the girl uh, on the on the fence and the car running <laughs> smashing into the fence. She was the nice girl. Running her, she was the one. She was, was like- so nice. And then what about where? And then just stomping her head and just or yeah. she's trapped in this like metal underneath this fence and she can't get out and oh dude i think my highlight was she says or one of them she says to uh she says oh he says oh what happened to emily she goes she's dead and so are you (laughs) and then michael fucking gets him yeah was a good line (laughs) that's pretty special she was the nice one too she just like kept saying like oh don't do that don't do that it's so funny it's Imagine just you have like this friend brutality. for like five, six years in high oh school, my God. and then you you're still in the frame of mind to make like a smart ass comment, and like you're about to die. <laughs> so are you? I was just like, oh. I I kind of love that. Like I think that would be a That's highlight excellent. for me. Yeah. Since oh, I feel like I had one earlier, I should have wrote it down, but mm. I'm gonna go with the opening scene just because. Yeah. yeah I, it's the, funky. The little child getting yeeted off cool. the staircase is pretty And they funny. just want to do paper planes. There's, there's the moment <laughs> where... Um, logo. Where... You know where, where like, uh, it was Jamie Lee Curtis, she... Or uh, Laurie. She is in the house talking with him and, like, warning him, kind of. And she just right. appears and then disappears. Mm. And I wonder for a second whether that was a vision. And then they did a nice job of the next time we see Laurie, she's got the paper plane in her ha- hand that she was playing with at the house. Uh-huh. And it was just this nice, I was like, oh, like, okay, she was there. Because she yeah. did disappear real quick. Um, She's got that Michael disappear. Yeah. Disappear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I was just thrilled when it was the legit Michael. You know, and mm. what, what, how, do, well, I'm interested as well from you guys, like of the, of, so Halloween Kills had a lot of, just incredibly bizarre 
random side characters yeah. like Big John and Little John. <laughs> but I wonder characters in the whole Halloween and, and so I wonder <laughs> from this else? movie yeah. what side characters because there was the woman <laughs> who got the 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 bulb through her throat. Remember the the big in oh, Halloween yeah, kills. Yeah, like the light pole thing. Yeah, and then she's back in the wheelchair and she's, and she's just lost her voice box or whatever. But and she's blaming um, Laurie yeah. for some reason. Well, I miss Big John and Little John. I thought they were... Dude, I was telling James. I said to James, I want the movie... Okay, here's the movie. Opens on Big John and Little John's funeral, right? Big... (laughs) A a big casket. A little casket. The the rain is going down. And it's a little one for the Big John and a big one for Little John. And the rain is coming down. It's like mouse hunting to go flying down the stairs. Yeah. And then Michael comes from behind a grave, you know, and... Or he grabs someone, he grabs Laurie, drags it down. And <laughs> end the movie. Five yeah, minute movie. Yeah. I really had Perfect. to like just accept these random like the, the village peop- people people. Like yeah, that, just yeah. the random folk that show up. Like the the dad and his son who really loves mm. like dancing yeah. in the, in twenty eighteen and just sort yes. of Yes. Yes. And that was and like it's like a whole thing. I was like <laughs> that, when I remember watching that, I remember being like, Oh man, like this is you know like how it's like the movies are oh the old way is coming back. Mm. I was like, dang, Michael is, is Michael homophobic? Like, did he kill him or did he, <laughs> he left him alone? Did he, he not kill him? Cause no, I was, he, he, kills he the killed kid. him. He killed him. He Cause killed I was expect, I, and I was just like, dang, they're with that. I was like, whoa, they're really showing the cruelty. They're really showing this, this yeah. guy is cruel and heartless, you know? Um, if the kid was into like yeah. football, then he would still be alive today. Is yeah. that the implication? I uh, think so. I think so. Michael Myers. Yeah jerk yeah. what a jerk what about when he, he does should be arrested do you know what a fascinating thing when he doesn't kill the baby remember in yes the, in the first and Halloween? that is I that was what I was so curious about with Halloween 2018 was mm. is it just like this memory I have of it and does it actually hold up which it does yeah. hold up really well rewatching it alone but that shared collective experience oh, we had Zeke watching it in mm. cinemas it was a big crowd I think Jack was with us as well and crowd. we were all just kind of like wow this is actually like really mm. good and then this is this collective like <gasps> when he walks past the is baby. He, yeah. like, is he gonna kill the baby? I remember that so well. That but that moment. just do you know what? it adds it adds so much to the fascination of this guy. Like that he doesn't kill it. Yeah. Yeah. I I just wish that we got to explore that a little bit more. Yeah. And that, that baby I... grew up to be Corey. <gasps> dun dun dun. Wait a second. The timeline. It that adds doesn't up. Make sense. <laughs> well, Halloween ends is currently out in cinemas near you. Mm. Speaking the of others, you can watch on binge. Yes. Speaking mm. of cinemas near you and binge, Jake, what's new to cinemas and streaming platforms this week? There's a few interesting ones coming out. Both Prime and Binge are getting Ambulance and The Northman. So that's quite exciting. Ambulance. That was um. How do I keep forgetting his name? The Michael Bay. Mm. That was a Michael Bay film, I believe. Explosions. Explosions. You've got The Northman on Blu-ray there. Oh, I do too. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. I have it on Blu-ray. Still in its shrink wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta. Um, I gotta open up a lot of those. Pretty good. Coming to Disney Plus, we have Matriarch, which is a woman after surviving an overdose, returned to her childhood home to confront personal demons. Oh. Coming to Apple TV Plus, we have Raymond and Ray, which sees Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor as half brothers tasked with digging a grave for their estranged father. I haven't seen the trailer or anything for this, but that premise and that cast... Yep, I'm on board. uh, ...gives me excited. I'm very keen for that. Uh, Torn Hearts comes to Paramount Plus, and it follows a country music duo who seek out their idol's private mansion 
and end up in a twisted series of horrors that will test the limits they'll go for their dreams. Oh. Country music can be scary. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming for I you. I like it. And coming to Netflix, you have The Stranger, which sees Joel Egerton as an undercover cop who forms an intense, intimate relationship with a murder suspect, played by Sean Harris. Ooh. And The School for Good and Evil, based on a book series, follows two enchanted schools, one for good princesses and one for evil witches. And as a battle rages uh, between two best friends, Sophie and Agatha, who find themselves in opposing schools. Mm. So yeah, this is like a big fantasy book series they're bringing to Netflix, and apparently people are excited for it. Is it a kid's one? Yeah, it had a very, like, yeah. young charm yeah. thing to it. Kind of like... I'm trying to think of... I would say like Spiderwick Chronicles, but maybe even more like child friendly than that. Nan- Nanny McPhee or something. Nanny McPhee, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nah, I, I, I think that that's about covers it. Yeah. And coming to cinemas, 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 where you can find annoying teens everywhere. Oh. You got Black Adam, which cast a Dwayne Johnson to play the anti-hero in the latest DC film. That's such a Reddit casting right there. <laughs> <laughs> Movie yeah. cast by Reddit yep. forms. A uh, barbarian sees a young woman discover her rental home is already occupied by a stranger, and she discovers there's a lot more to fear than just the unexpected it's house guests. Scary title, that one. Yeah, well, that... Barbarian. Um, when barbarian. the title came up, I went, oh, this guy's going to ravage. Well, you know. <laughs> well, we saw the trailer for it yesterday. Yeah, same. Oh, well, oh yeah, would, yeah, it would have been the same screening. And um, I was like, oh, okay, because I've seen that title mm. and that poster everywhere. Mm. I think that Justin Lon's in it as well, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeepers Creepers. And I didn't I didn't associate that poster with that trailer until yes. I was like, mm. oh, that's what that movie is. I think it's like Airbnb horror. Is that what they said that one was? I think like, yeah. It is. Uh, Airbnb Airbnbs can wrong. be a horrible time. Mm. It looked true. very odd. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Actually, yeah, I don't know what the, the consensus is on it, but it is coming out this week. You also have Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, which is uh, previewing early as part of the Lunar Leaderville British Film Festival. This Wednesday the 19th and sees a widowed cleaning lady in 1950s London fall madly in love with a dress. A dress? Yeah, a dress. That's all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just a dress. Does the dress love her back? I mean... Oh, well, we've got to watch the movie to find, <laughs> you find out. find out. I will, say, I will say my girlfriend's mother is very excited about this movie. Yeah, She's like, I'm going to go... It sounds like a good yeah, girlfriend's bragging, mother movie. That's you bragging does. about your girlfriend again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I have a girlfriend. We, we <laughs> get it. We get it. <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, and finally, Palace are doing a rescreening of the original Poltergeist this Friday, the twenty first, oh, which I've never seen. Neither. Neither. <laughs> oh, we should all go together, I know, dude. Poltergeist. <laughs> uh, but uh, that is it for cinemas and streaming this week. That's actually that's a pretty solid week. Actually. That is pretty solid. Yeah. We're not catching any of those next week on the show. <laughs> but Jake, what are we watching? Next week on the show, we're watching See How They Run. Victim's name is Leo Kopernik, sir. Seems he was killed in the costume store. And then he was deposited here. Staged, so to speak. How much longer do you intend to hold us all hostage? Or is that the idea? Gather all the suspects and interrogate each of us in turn until the mystery is solved? Marvin Cochranaris, overrated playwright. Celebrated playwright? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I can't read my own handwriting. There was an incident. 
I'll kill you. It's as good as a confession. It's not jumping conclusions, Constable. What do we have here? <laughs> Working late, huh? He killed Copernic to hush up the affair. Case closed. I'm doing it again, aren't you, sir? Jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You've never heard of Richard Attenborough. A real-life detective. I understand that you came to blows tonight in question. It was me, Inspector. I arrest you for the murder of Leo no, Copper. No, no, We have a serial killer on the loose. Please, stand back! He keeps the key! Ah! Under the mat. We are no longer merely suspects. We are also... Potential victims. So what did he do that made you suspicious? It wasn't so much what he did, it was more the way he did it. How did he do it? Sort of... Suspiciously. Right. In the West End of 1950s London... Oh, look at that, we're back in 50s London. There you go. Plans for a movie version of the Smash Hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. A little, like you said, Zeke, a nice uh, Knives Out sequel prep yeah. for a fun uh, it's a, uh, it. a taster, a charcuterie board that we're having before our dinner. I like it. It's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that like going to all, Is do you, from that plot summary, does it seem like it'll all be within... Uh, Within like the theater, that one location. I like, think just, uh... I think in the trailer there are shots of like them them driving around. Yeah, yeah. So there might be a little bit of that, but mm. um, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, the, it was primarily in there. There's a Disney Channel original movie called Phantom of the Megaplex, and I remember it from when I was oh. a kid. And it's like a phantom that haunts this cinema. And oh. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like runs around the cinema. You know, mm. they get locked in the cinema at night, and I was like, that's cool vibe. That's cool. <laughs> I'm just going through Tom George's uh, directorial, uh, I guess, resume on IMDb, and it's a lot of like uh, BB. Are these BBC like radio shows, or they're like episodes oh. on like BB BBC Proms, BBC Radio One Teen Awards. Interesting. So a lot of uh, random things here and there, and then some TV episodes of like this country defending the guilty. Which is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, they just don't have titles for the. So yeah, it's um this might actually be his directorial feature debut. Very exciting. I'm going stuff. through this, so yeah. And actually exciting. landing Saoirse Ronan and Sam Rockwell in your first and Adrian Brody. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's a bit of a flex. Just like me with my girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> hey guys, yeah. he's brought it up. Hey one guys, more time. I have a well, girlfriend. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. No, I've had so much fun. It was a I'm pleasure. So glad. Have. We'll yeah. have to have you back on. Oh, when we reach the 200s. Yeah, I love it. The 200s of our lives. But until then, thank you for joining us for the Cinema Side Show podcast. I was Zeke. I was Jake. And uh, I was Zach. And we'll catch you next week with See How They Run. Like Michael Myers runs? He doesn't run, though.